Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/host. Welcome to episode 148 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see. This episode is dropping on Wednesday, January 21st, 2015, and my name is Dan Gorman, and I would like to say this. Tardiness is not something you can do on your own. Many, many people contributed to my tardiness, and I would like to thank my parents for never giving me a ride to school, (laughs) the L.A. City bus driver who took a chance on an unknown kid, and last but not least, the wonderful crew from McDonald's who spent hours making those Egg McMuffins without which I might never be tardy. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, My name is Casey Lyons, and the world needs dreamers. Luke, never stop licking things. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Greg Legro, and fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. (laughs) I beg to differ. (laughs) Is that true? I hope not. (laughs) Yeah, if so, I've uh, I've got some things to turn around. (laughs) Oh, my God. Tons to talk about. Oh uh, this week, Oscar nominations came out uh, yeah. just in time because we are going to be talking about American <laughs> Sniper, mm. and I had to see Sniper Legacy. We'll talk about that later. Oh, Film yeah. Legacy or re- uh, Legacy. Reloaded? Legacy. Oh. There's uh, a Reloaded? Yeah. And there's uh, a three with Tom Berger. There's like five I saw after the fact. I was like, I don't know if I'm we surprised we're not all with Tom Berger. <laughs> well, Tom Berger was in the first one. Yeah. In the second and, then, and the third. Second and oh. third, and then they, got, they dropped it for... I'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear more about the Sniper movies, I'll, Please, yeah, I'll yeah, talk legacy. To you. Um, we need to tease people with uh, yeah. our Tom Berenger report. Yeah, there's a legacy, and Tom <laughs> Berenger is involved. Uh, and then we're going to roll for movies next week. Mm-hmm. But Greg watched an episode of 90210. Uh-huh. Uh, we will talk about that. Yeah. And uh, but first, let's get into some itty bitty tidbit committees. <laughs> I got to say it a little different every week. Uh-huh. Well, this time you kind of let all the air out towards yeah. the end. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh, um. What's going on in the movie news? Not much from I could see from what I could see. Yeah, yeah. We before we started Aside from a little peek behind the curtain. Before we started yeah. uh, recording, uh, we were like, "Wow, we got nothing to talk about. There's yeah. nothing going on." And then we started recording, and you're like, "Okay, we got lots to talk about." Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, I don't. <laughs> you are goddamn lying. I have like a thing, a well, thing to talk about. Yeah, I've got like a thing to talk about. Lots of and things. No, you know, I got stupid things to talk about. I I did nothing good this week. No. I didn't watch anything worthwhile. I was very tired, and I needed a lot of background. Just yeah. like, just be on while I'm not 
uh, sleep yet. No. I was I watch, there's a sci-fi channel show uh, called uh, World No Z Nation. Oh yeah, it's a zombie. Oh, it's like Alien Nation so with zombies. It, no, it's like Walking Dead, but no good oh. or less good or less something. I don't know what it is. Right, but, so it's Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but it's like so the acting is so bad. <clears throat> so I was like, oh, I can watch you know a half hour of zombie yeah. or something. Yeah, see what this show is about. All about. Then I'm like, oh, Tom Everett Scott. Oh no, oh no. Yeah, he's totally in there. But I was like, oh, but Harold Perrineau. I love Harold Perrineau. He's fucking great in he's, everything he does. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right, I can watch Harold Perrineau kill zombies, and maybe he'll have to kill Tom Everett Scott. <laughs> yeah, maybe at some point that'll go down. Yeah, Greg, yeah. Maybe he'll get to kill uh-huh. Tom Everett. Scott. But then I was like, a halfway through the episode, and Harold Perrineau has like a lot to do, <laughs> and I'm like, oh fuck, man, they're gonna kill him. Yeah, he's yeah, the yeah, set right. up the fucking head, the series guy. Then they're gonna leave it to fucking Tom Everett Scott to clean up this fucking mess. <laughs> yeah, pass the <laughs> Sure George. enough, he gets killed by a baby. By a baby? <laughs> so it's not all bad. Then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're gonna die, you're gonna die in the most embarrassing fucking, way. They, yeah, this baby turns into a zombie. First, they find a baby, and I'm like, ah, don't find a baby. <laughs> no, <laughs> no one wants to watch this, man. Walking Dead totally fucked up when they put the baby into it. That's why the baby is not fucking around on that show anymore. Yeah, they've stuck it off in some jail cell with the blonde girl. Oh, yeah, is that just right? Sing to the baby. Just leave it alone. No more babies in any scenes. <laughs> I, I quit. I quit on that show. Sure, it gets better. It got good again, or yeah. got good. I don't know if it was. I ever dr- good. I jumped off like right when season two started. I was like, like season two seemed really boring. Oh, I was yeah. like, I'm out of here. Oh yeah, yeah, super boring. Yeah. Well, they finally they killed off all the characters I didn't like, uh, which is not a spoiler because you don't know who I like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it might be completely opposite to what do, you think. Yeah. Do not go to Greg's MySpace page. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just a list of who he likes. It's yeah. spoilers. Turns out he really likes that Tom guy. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's my first friend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, they find a baby, and I'm like, ah, baby. And then the baby just turns into a zombie all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, it wasn't big. It was already happening. The, the baby's like, and they're like, oh no. And now the zombie, the baby, it's a baby, like a ba- like a needs to be in a carriage baby. Yeah. And but once it turns into a zombie, it's like, oh, that's awesome. It's running all over the place. Yeah, I know. And then they could just leave it there. And Harold Perrineau is like a fucking Navy SEAL guy who's trying to transport this guy who could be the cure to the zombie crisis, but he's like, I gotta go kill that baby before yeah. we go. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes in there and he gets killed by the baby. Oh, they're my just, God. They open the door like, what happened to Harold Perrineau? They open the door and this baby's eating him. They're like, oh! Damn it. <laughs> I like the idea that this show is so lazy yeah. that they just call him Harold Perrineau. <laughs> yeah. We sent you in there, Harold, to just kick it down a set of spiral staircases and he you just fucked it up. Yeah. He was he was like, I'll do your show, but I don't want to learn another name. Yeah. Do I get to get eaten by a baby? Yeah. I, I want to be eaten by a baby. And my own name used. And I, I want the Tony Danza class. I want to play my myself yeah. in this world. Uh, yeah, it's so bad. Uh, it's really, really bad. Yeah. I think it's terrible. Terrible. The writing is super shit. What's that really weird skinny guy's name? Tall fella, awkward dude. I don't know. DJ Qualls. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yeah. Yeah. He was in my mind, but I was like, it can't be him. Yeah, I know. He's in there being terrible. (laughs) He's the new guy. He's like, uh, (laughs) he was on Breaking Bad. Mm. Oh, yeah. 
He's yeah. He's a. Uh, I don't know. It's terrible. It's a really really bad show. Even for sci-fi. Sounds pretty. We got some good yucks out of it though. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, yeah, when you know a baby eats somebody. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a perfect scenario for me. I got yeah. to I got to get some sweet burns in on a show that I now never have to see. Yeah. yeah. I did notice. Okay, there's only twelve episodes in the first season, and I did notice that Tom Everett Scott's only in seven of them. So you oh, know he watched three episodes. Like he's probably gonna get killed and. How I'm, many episodes did you watch? I saw three. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> it, well, you know the thing where if you don't press stop, Netflix just, keeps going. going yeah. I saw three while yeah. I played uh, Marvel Contest of Champions. <laughs> I, uh, uh, and then eventually it's like, are you still watching? And you can be like, I'm out now. No, I don't yeah. think I am. <laughs> <laughs> What's Marvel Breakfast of Champions? <laughs> All right, it's a game I play on my phone instead of living my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. On my phone, I'm a superhero. <laughs> I'm many superheroes. Yeah, fight. That yeah. sounds. I get pretty gems sweet. and things, and I have daily challenges I have to complete. Yeah. <laughs> See now, I go do away. All- I'm on this. I'm <laughs> doing do, a challenge. I do all that at work, so I don't yeah. want to play. Yeah. 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 Um. Oh, speaking of superheroes, I want to shout out two things. Starting with uh, a superhero-related thing, because uh, we can now announce. That uh, Matt Brown and Aaliyah Miller's oh, show yeah. Super Zero, mm-hmm. uh, where they talk about superhero films leading up to the release of Age of Ultron and try and figure out the superhero world, one as a pro and one as someone who's kind of new to superheroes, mm-hmm. uh, is going to be coming to ModernSuperior.com next week. I believe next Friday, uh, January 29th. So you're going to want to subscribe to that. You can follow them on Twitter at Super Zero Cast. And that show's going to be really cool. Yeah, that's going to uh, be fucking awesome. I've yeah. seen, we, we've seen the list of, of movies they're going to talk about. It's yeah. like a good list. It's an yeah. excellent list. Yeah, so it should make for some really good conversation. And then also, in the coming months, I think maybe next month or just a little bit later, Matthew Price, also of Mamo, uh, is starting his own show called Let's Scare Matthew Price to Death, yep. where his friends will come on the show and tell him to watch horror movies, which he famously is to, are, is very scared of. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a good guy with uh, horror movies, yeah. and he's changing it up by forcing <laughs> well, himself. Well, there's, uh, uh, there's your tagline. Yeah, the show, not right? a good guy. He's not a good guy with horror with movies. With horror movies. Because <laughs> <laughs> people will be like, he's a good guy, wait. And then, oh, <laughs> yeah. horror movies. With horror movies. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so you're going to want to follow him on Twitter at ScaredyMattCast. S-C-A-R-E-D-Y, Matt Cast. And uh, yeah, so that's going to be really awesome. Join I'm the super Modern looking Superior forward to both network. of those shows, yeah. Oh, yeah, regardless of whether they're on our network. Yeah, yeah. totally. Because both of the Matts from Mamo are amazing, and Mamo's amazing, and Aaliyah is from What She's Having, yeah. the romantic comedy podcast. Mm-hmm. That's Which is an, great yeah, too. another fantastic podcast, and uh, she always makes me laugh on, on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. She's got great posts. For sure. Totally. Yeah. So look for that coming mm-hmm. soon. Keep your eyes on modernspeary.com. Yes. Did you uh, watch anything, Casey? Nope. Oh, well, actually, you're <laughs> lying. Oh yeah, you t- you told me that to to save something for the show. Yeah, I literally watched one thing. Yeah, um, and that was uh, uh, every once in a while I like to catch up on Saturday Night Live because oh, yeah. it is yeah. basically one of the the foremost defining uh, properties in my life. Yep. Uh, and and I'm still on board. Uh, I've been on board through the bad years. <laughs> well, I mean, I gave up <laughs> through some of those. The new oh, generation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, I'm holding on. I'm holding on to hope. They've got a couple of good guys. Uh, Beck Bennett's great. Yep. Uh, Kyle Mooney. Kyle Mooney's so good. I was surprised that they, they've kind of got some good talent at this point. I thought, well, I thought it was a sinking ship in a bad way. Well, I mean, they they, they did a really smart thing in uh, 
in, in putting Michael Che. Yeah. And, and I'm starting to really warm up to Colin Jost. He, he can mm-hmm. really deliver, uh, you know, tiny little Yeah, Michael jokes. Che is really funny. Yeah. But Michael Che is really the, the like, anchor. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I actually feel like their cast is pretty good it, overall. Yeah, yeah. there's some, there's some mean, people that are just like, yeah, but nobody thing, stinks, like, Oh, real well, bad. I mean, they need to get Leslie Jones out of there, uh, like, a fucking sap, because she is loud and shrill and can't remember lines. <laughs> that is all she fucking does. Oh, she's the worst. Um, but the kid, I'm, I'm really starting to warm up to the kid, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pete something or other. Yeah. Pete Sampras. So. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Let's just call him Pete Pete's Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, he, uh, yeah, so anyway, so I watched the Kevin Hart uh, episode. I ended up seeing uh, it, too. Uh Good Lord. I mean, I was a Kevin Hart fan. I thought he was very funny. And then I watched this and I was wrong. Yeah. I, I found some stuff to laugh at throughout, but it just seemed like the standard like SNL thing where like if I did find a sketch really funny, by the end of it, I was like, all right, you guys didn't go anywhere with this for the most part. Uh, there was, Yeah, I feel like I remember a couple of moments where Cecily Strong was funny, but I mean, she can save anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um and Kate McKinnon too. I think Kate McKinnon did a, a feature on on Weekend Update that was uh Yeah. that was funny but not as funny as she usually mm-hmm. is. Uh yeah, if you know what like this episode to me felt like the Olmeyer years. Like it felt like uh you know when they were just when Lorne Michaels was gone and they're just grasping at straws. Yeah. yeah, yeah it yeah. feels really clumsy and and mm. I oh, thought the uh the Justin Bieber stuff was kind of funny. Uh, I yeah. laughed at that. Uh, well, again, Pretty easy saved, jokes, but... Yeah, super easy jokes, saved by the fact that Kate McKinnon is <laughs> yeah, fucking hilarious. Totally. Uh, where she points to her pee-pee. That was very funny. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but by and large, like, Kevin Hart was... It, it was like he spent 90 minutes trying to convince you he was funny. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you got fuck tons of money. Just go... Go go do that. <laughs> go spend it on more leather button-up shirts, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you were wearing in the opening. <laughs> who's the Who's the musical guest? Um, uh, I dude, I don't know what. I think music, it was I don't know Sia anymore. <laughs> Sia, where, where yeah. are you going? <laughs> Sia, I think it was Sia. Sia, yeah, uh, yeah. That that does sound correct, but I mean, I I can't remember the she last had, time. Um, I think Heim was the last time I actually watched a. Uh, um, a uh, musical performance yeah. on Saturday Night Live. She uh, she has a video with Shia LaBeouf, and there's a lot of conceptual dancing in it. They oh, do right, have like right. a dance fight, and yeah. they, she kind of like re uh, made that for the stage with her performances. I sat through mm. them both. I think they're pretty catchy songs, um, but it was a little kind of like overly arty with all the dancing and one of them had like a mime that she interacted with and it was a little bit just like oh, right. oh yeah because like i i would i would stop because i was watching it on hulu so i would stop every once in a while because i'm trying to get the right like mm-hmm. positioning for the next sketch or whatever yeah so yeah i would i yeah. i saw i saw the, little weird little blonde thing people and then a yeah, mime, the, and I was there like, was a little there's nothing <laughs> the music cannot save w- the, what is happening the here. first one with all the dancers uh well two dancers the girl that was dancing apparently my brother told me is like a really famous dancer and i was like yeah like their dancing was actually really fucking cool but it was just a little bit like too i don't know I don't, I'm not against people making an artistic statement. I just want to say that. But it was a little bit just like, okay, like it's Saturday Night Live. You don't need to be like, this one's going to be like super weird. Yeah. But I think that's kind of Sia's thing. But I mean, I like the songs. I like the songs a lot, actually. Oh, cool. Um, 
Yeah, I can't. I just, I don't know. I can't listen to music anymore. I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Hey, fuck off, dum dum. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh-uh. I'm taking the blame for Frank. Yeah, Frank I left into chords again today. Yeah. We'll let the record yeah. show that Dan it wasn't playing me. with my mic chords. Yeah. Um, well, I I saw a bunch of movies that I I can kind of rattle off before we start a little bit into the Oscar nominations. Yeah, yeah do that. Um, I had <clears throat> I had a good a good weekend of uh, coming of age films uh, with Emma. We started it by seeing Clueless at uh, the Royal, uh-huh. which I maintain. I think that movie's super funny. Uh, yeah. I really like it. I don't know. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I've I've seen it and I'm trying to relate, but yeah. I don't. I, I think it's watch hilarious. it again because I, I it came out like '93, right? Uh, yeah, around then. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I just I didn't like it because uh, yeah. I was so like the whole Valley '95. Yeah, even worse. The whole like that the gag me with a spoon Valley Girl talk joke was like ten years old at that point. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I think it, it seemed like, are we still doing this? How am I yeah. supposed to find this funny again? Uh, yeah, yeah. Who, who is this for? <laughs> but apparently, yeah, but it's for a lot of people. Yeah, people go nuts for it. But well, yeah, it was know. like a, it was, it was you a know, TV show. There was Heather's, and then Clueless, and then Mean Girls, and I feel like that always gets like the update for the whatever generation. Yeah. And I think those three movies for me are just like they're all super funny. Like, there's a lot of really funny writing. I like in, in Clueless. Three of or two of those. Yeah, movies. <laughs> <laughs> I like them all. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I I haven't seen Clueless since 1995. Yeah, and I was like, whatever. Yeah, I saw Valley Girl with you know <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Yeah, like, yeah I don't right. know what this is about. I yeah. get it. <laughs> I just I feel like like Heather's and 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 Mean Girls. There's a bit more like the joke isn't oh they're talking like a Valley Girl. There's actually mm-hmm. like satire to it a for, little. I mean sure, it's not like sure. the most you know yeah straight ahead amazing no, bullseye satire, but there it is kind of like yeah making fun of it or whatever. I'll watch it again and see if now that I'm I like, think there's a lot of funny jokes in it. Not yeah you know the dad is really funny. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but so then we watch Dan Hedaya the dad. I think so. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, he's great. Harry but shoulders. I'm not in love with him anymore. No. Is it, so. is it the hairy shoulders? <laughs> They're really hairy. That's what attracted me to yeah. him. <laughs> That's what brought me in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then he shaved him down and he was gone. <laughs> uh, followed that up with Joe Dante's Matinee. Uh, oh, oh right yeah. I saw that you posted that. A movie that I love. That's a great love, movie. Love. I have not yeah, seen it since underrated. it was in the theater. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a little bit... Um, Rough near the end. There's some editing things where, like, you guys were were playing with this movie because there's a there's a scene where like somebody's all of a sudden somewhere and you're like you were trying to tighten up this movie and some of it is a little muddled at the end. Yeah. But uh, oh my god, so underrated, super funny. Yep. John Goodman's so good in it. So yeah. Good. All the stuff with like the William Castle style like uh, movies that he does is so good and, and it's just a really sweet, charming movie. Totally. Yeah. 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 Um, doesn't get as much love as as needs. No. Uh, and then we watched uh, Angus from 1995 as well, I believe. Oh, I never saw that. No. Um, uh, also really underrated for a coming-of-age film. It's about kind of like an overweight teenager who gets kind of tricked into a Carrie-like situation without the horror. It's like he gets tricked into going to the dance with a popular girl to be like made fun of. But it's like a really good underdog story. Kathy Bates plays his mother. George C. Scott plays his grandfather. Oh, sweet. It's really, really uh, funny and like has like one of those endings where you're like yeah fuck yeah like underdog story it's i don't know it's really sweet and and it's a little bit more dramatic than you would think right and it's uh worth worth checking back in with is the kid good kid is good yeah yeah Yeah. um and then we watched white oleander 
which I had never seen. I've never seen that. Um, based off a book of the same name that was like an Oprah Club book. Mm-hmm. And I was oh, kind of okay, like... because I'm thinking of uh, some kind of Zalman King type of thing. <laughs> like, how many this nipples is... are in this <laughs> <laughs> No, and, and I kind of like skipped over it at the time. It has like Renee Zellweger and a lot of uh, big names. Uh, and I just kind of skipped over it at the time. It was the early 2000s. But uh, I was surprised at how much I liked this. I really, really thought it was a good movie. Huh. Um, very, very good sort of mother-daughter coming-of-age film yeah. where well. the mother kind of um, goes a little nuts and goes to jail, and then she's kind of left to go through, like, foster homes and, like, uh, juvenile um, situations, and it's very, uh, very good. Hmm. I definitely think people should check into it. I kind of passed over. It just didn't look like it didn't get a lot of, like, big, big accolades. It was mm-hmm. well-reviewed, re- but wasn't, like, mm-hmm. you know, best-of-the-year Oscars or anything. Right. Um that I remember. You didn't answer my question, how many nipples are in <laughs> Zero. <laughs> they're all clothed, so a lot clothed nipples, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't see <laughs> the nipples, but there, <laughs> but there are implied Many nipples. unconfirmed nipples. Yeah, I cannot <laughs> confirm. Yeah. Uh, and then I did a double feature because you guys got to see a Clint, Clint Eastwood film. I needed to get one in, and I watched The Rookie. Yeah, right. From 1990, <laughs> which starts so good. It's, it's It does start very it good. It starts with an amazing car chase. And then becomes a buddy cop movie with uh, Clint and Charlie Sheen, yep. and becomes one of the most boring movies ever until yeah. a couple of things happen at the end, it which was are spectacular. On TBS like every four hours yeah. for uh, fifteen years. <laughs> now, why do I, when you say the rookie, why do I immediately picture Brendan Fraser? Is there a reason for that? Yeah, he's in a movie called The Rookie where he plays baseball. Oh yes, yeah. Okay. Or no, the scout. The there scout. is a movie called The Rookie, though, that was like Yeah, that's later. with Kevin Costner. Yeah. Kev- no, no. Is that Kevin Costner? It's, I think it's Kevin Costner. No. Who no? is it? Who's The Rookie? Who oh. is The Rookie? <laughs> oh, man. All right. No, it's, it's time for another, another game of uh, Who's uh, The Rookie? Yeah. Who is it? No, it's Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Quaid. You're right. Quaid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it right. You are the last <laughs> rookie. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis Quaid. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that is such a deep inside joke. Yeah. That <laughs> there's no fucking reason to have said it. <clears throat> yeah, the rookie's no good. I you turn it on and it's like one kind of regarded as one of the worst directed uh worst mo- movies that he directed. Did uh, he Clint, direct it he, too? Clint Eastwood He's just such a weird it. I'll get into it. Never mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but I I put it on thinking like, well, the first like 15 minutes seem like classic like Eastwood oh, yeah. buddy Ready cop. to go, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's an amazing car chase and then and like Roll Julia is the bad guy and you're like, fuck, that guy was so good at being a bad guy. Yeah. And then nothing happens. Yeah. Nothing happens. Nothing. You could literally take huge chunks of this movie and throw them in the garbage and it would not even matter. <laughs> and then but then later all of a sudden they're like fucking driving their car out of an exploding building and you're like, this is the best stunt i've ever seen in my entire life yeah, yeah, and just yeah, like yeah. make this movie 90 minutes please because it's like over two hours yeah it has no business doing it mm-hmm. and then i had bought a vhs of this movie called stand alone with charles durning where he like comes mm-hmm. back from the war and is like neighborhoods taken over by gang members and he witnesses a murder and it similarly started amazing and then became really boring and then yeah. finally he like booby trapped up his house like a old Home Alone, but with like murderous traps. I was like, "This is the movie I wanted." <laughs> yeah. Charles Durning instead of Macaulay yeah. Culkin, because he like, yeah, yeah he like one. rigs bombs and like things to fall on their heads and mur- kill them and That's stuff. Awesome, yeah. so, you yeah. know, I, I love cheese, but pizza. it takes for every. I was like, I inadvertently had a like takes a long time to get there double feature because <laughs> both those movies are <laughs> like, this is amazing at the beginning, and then it like takes forever to get to the good shit at the end. Yeah, yeah. How uh, old is that movie? Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, 1985. Oh. Yeah. See, I, I'm uh, all about the booby trap movie. Yeah. And when I was watching, I saw Home Alone 2 uh, yeah. over Christmas. And I was watching that, and I was like, man, they've, Macaulay Culkin was really smart. What he would do 
is make a new Home Alone movie now where he's grown up and like he's gone into the military because he's so good at like booby traps and shit. And now it's like Kevin McAllister That'd and he's fighting spies and you can have the bad guy trying to get him, but he's booby trapping the bad guy's like, Kevin! Oh man, oh. that's that's way better than the idea that popped into my head is that it, it's him present day, but he's just high in his parents' basement still. <laughs> and they just leave him home alone because he's just a disappointment. Yeah. And then he like has like a fever dream from huffing too much gas about like people trying to break into the house. Yeah, and then to get my weed. Yeah, yeah, like he's he huffs gas and shit and he's like all fucking fucked up and paranoid. And then just two people come to the door and he just murders them with yeah, a the pizza It's just like really, really you filthy animal. Yeah. Dark and then yeah. like he's gotta bury the bodies. Yeah, like, he just beats them to death with a paint can. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, no! <laughs> One of these movies needs to be made. Yeah, yeah or yeah. both. I, I think I think it might be Why not both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh but man. it would be super serious if you had Kevin grown up and like not super well, you know. Oh, like it would be movie. okay, but it would like are we, like a Shane Black action movie. Yeah, or? maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. There could <laughs> what be. What else is he doing? He's got that pizza band. He's starting oh. a new band. All right. Like he's starting a Pizza Another Underground's over and he's doing something else. Yeah, like but it's a it's it's similar like Calzone it's like, Underground. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's not far like it's something like uh like like I don't know like fucking Greek salad underground. The Rolling Stones but with bagels or something. Yeah, yeah totally. Know. It is another like yeah. classic yeah. band and food. Yeah, and, and I'm just pizza, like oh, Pizza Underground was like really funny when it was a goof. Yeah. And then they were like no, we're touring around the country now. And yeah, I was like yeah. I don't care. Yeah. When you was like, it funny? I when they put up like a band camp of just like they had recorded in like their living room, like playing on like a pizza box and an acoustic guitar, like half of us of Velvet Underground songs. When it was just kind of like that's a funny little thing that you did with a pun, and then you put as about as much effort into it as I expect, right, and then yeah. I'm gonna move on with my life and yeah. never listen to it again. Right, and then now I've heard better pizza themed albums. Yes. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> which is true. Which is, I have I can, heard a better pizza. Me too. Album. I've heard many. Yeah. <laughs> Personal and the Pizzas, great band. Check them out. Well, that's the one I'm referring yeah. to. I, I'm I'm afraid I don't go too yeah. deep into There's the genre. There's a hardcore band called Horse the Band, and they have a song. They have an EP that's just a pizza called Pizza EP, and all the songs are just about how great pizza is. It really is, guys. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna have pizza for dinner tonight. Yeah, I had pizza oh, before. Really? It's a great idea. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta say, if anyone's like throwing some shade on pizza about it being like the new bacon, like oh, it's so hip to like pizza now, fuck off because it's the best thing ever. Are you retarded? <laughs> when what? was it not? <laughs> was it not to, like, yeah, I've seen people it. be like, yeah, like pizza. It's just like the the new hip thing to like, like bacon. And I'm like, what, you know what? Though, where are you seeing this? Uh, Facebook. What circles are you running? Facebook. In? Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like why? Why confused. does Facebook find it necessary to vilify a food? Yeah, it's fucking bacon. It's delicious. Yeah, whether you know skinny jeans likes it or not, it's delicious. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I gotta say about this, like this is pretty deep. I thought about this a lot when I saw okay. somebody throwing some shade on some pizza. It's yeah. Just like. Bef- when bacon became like the it thing to like talk about and like yeah. and put on your food and stuff. Like people started opening like bacon. This is the, you get, come here and everything has bacon on it. Like yeah, yeah. gimmick restaurants. Yeah, yeah the pizzeria right. was a pizzeria before people started like talking about it on Facebook. There's like, lots and, of pizza places. Yeah, and it's it always been a thing. There was no like bacon only thing before it became right. an internet yeah. thing. And also, it's not like pizza. 
was was like rock bottom. Yeah, and he it it's not like out. pizza was ever like, oh my god, guys, our popularity is way down. <laughs> no one's eating pizza. Yeah, quick, yeah. make some gifts, send them to Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the stupidest fucking thing. It's a delicious food. To it's eat. just it's perfect. I don't need to be fucking affected. Yeah, totally. This has been Pizza Corner. Yeah. <laughs> we take a hard stance on yep. things like pizza. Speaking but, of pizza, yeah. people usually eat pizza when they're watching the Oscars. Oh, true. Yeah. Uh, uh, the uh, Oscars. You know, and I saw something to get prepared for that. Oh, yeah. I'll jump in before. Just to uh, throw To a, ruin I my segue. What you saw last week, I saw Selma. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. What'd yeah, you think? I thought that's a great movie. Yeah. Let me ask you, did you cry? Yeah, I did cry. Yeah. It was a very, very. It was what a fucking emotional movie. It was yeah. so. Hard to hold it together. So <laughs> hard. It's unfucking believable. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm pissed at n- the nominations. Like, I cannot believe that David. Oleo. Yeah, damn it. I don't have anything in front of me. I'm not going <laughs> to That's, gonna, that's why he it. wasn't nominated. Because you can't say his name? You just can't say yeah, Fair enough. Yeah. Or, or, I mean, I, it feels like, and God, how. I thought the direction was wonderful. So oh, fucking. Oh, yellow O. Oh, yellow O. Yes. Yeah. That was fun to say. was fucking fantastic. Yeah. I cannot believe he's not nominated. It doesn't make any sense. Is, yeah. are, is the Academy From, Awards like, listen, you guys had 12 years of slave last year. So It almost uh, feels like. We're yeah. done for a few years. <laughs> uh, I, I, I did joke to a friend, like, you know, they like made their set, like the, the white Academy said their piece about like that with 12 years of slave. They got to wait a few years. But I do. I have also heard that like the campaign behind Selma was pretty botched in comparison, in stark comparison to American but Sniper. That is such a fucking load anyway. That yeah, there has to be a campaign. Yeah. yeah. That that just, campaigning for a fucking yeah. Oscar is like basically a legitimate thing to yeah. do. Yeah. I saw the movie. I don't work for the fucking Academy. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Basically, like what happened from what I can hear. I listened to the matinee, a Toronto podcast. He talked about it a lot, and basically from what he was saying was like. You know, whoever it is that distributed American Sniper got the screeners to the Academy people like way in advance before it even came out like to the public. Mm -hmm. And the Selma screeners didn't come out until like way late. So it was like already almost too late for them to even see it and nominate it, which is shitty on the company to like because obviously Oscars are so much about campaigning, which is bullshit. But at the same time, it seems like they kind of messed up there. Like there was a a, huge push for Sniper, which is weird. Because, like, the push, like, corresponded with, like, the nominations and then it coming out that week, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. when American Sniper was released as, hey, it's nominated, then, like, that Friday it was out, and then it made amazing box office. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, fucking perfect timing. Record-breaking yeah. box office, yeah. But, but, like, shitty that, like, another movie maybe, you know, was botched in the way that they handled it. Which yeah. is, and also, shitty that fucking, they can't just be like, that was an amazing movie. I can tell because I watched it. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, I, I don't know, like, I can't get too upset about it because, again, it, it's such an arbitrary list of movies. Yeah. I don't know why I care or why I... I but I, try, I still do a little I bit. I do. I do care. And, I, and I, a part of me doesn't want to stop caring, even though I know it's a load of fucking shit. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Movies that aren't even out in 2014 are being nominated for the best of 2014. And yeah. I just accept it and just like, and oh, this, yeah. you know, or like... Uh, 
Ethan Hawke is best supporting actor, even though he has more screen time in Training Day than Denzel Washington. Like, yeah. fine, whatever you want to do. Like, it's all a bunch of fucking horseshit. Yeah. But yeah. I still give a fuck. Like, and the I, stuff like, with Whiplash, you guys hear about that? No. Because they filmed oh, the, the screenplay the script. Thing? Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> they filmed a scene of the movie yeah. to show at a film festival, cons, I think. To get funding. To get funding. That counted as a short film. That's, yeah. So that's why it's uh, yeah, it's up for best adapted. That's why it's yeah. up for Okay, adapted. I had no idea. Yeah. Even, though, uh, even though movies have, there was a specific movie I can't remember the name of that did that a couple years back and managed to skirt around it and get in somehow. Yeah. Right. It's just like it's a bunch why of I don't understand. understand. And what's well, going I mean, on with the Lego movie not being fucking nominated? Uh, Are you insane? How to Drain Turn Your Dragon 2? I don't <laughs> even know. I, I, well, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen How to Drain Your Dragon. <laughs> how, dra- how to Drain Your Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Adam Sandler I, produced it. <laughs> I didn't. How did Casey no, I, has see, not I, seen how. I did Casey see doesn't how to even drain know your how dragon. to drain his That was an instructional video. <laughs> uh, long story short, my dragon is bone dry. <laughs> Guys, can you pull over at the next rest stop? I got to drain the dragon. <laughs> drain the dragon. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't see either. I heard them. it was good. I, uh, sure, it, it is. Fine. But it is the stupid, Lego but... movie is one of the best movies of the year. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, it's a legitimately great movie, not Fantastic. just for fucking kids. Yeah, yeah, I don't like it when movies that come out early get skipped over. Yeah. I, I said to you guys in the in our Facebook thread, like when Zodiac. I think there oh, was yeah. something about Zodiac that stopped it, but it seemed like it came out so early, everyone forgot about. And I feel yeah, like that, I don't know. I don't know yeah. what, why that movie wasn't a huge hit that year. Or I go, yeah, so great. And it then that like, that movie got screwed. And I thought Jake Gyllenhaal was amazing in that. And then Gyllenhaal this year not getting nominated for Nightcrawler. Yeah, so fucking it's dumb. A bunch of bullshit. I kind of feel like it's it really bothers me in kind of the way that I think in like a bunch of years later you look back, like how you look back at De Niro and Taxi Driver, and you go. He didn't fucking win. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's that kind of thing. I think Nightcrawler is one of those kind of performances. Like, it's but like, how do you like? I I don't know how you watch this scene. That scene where he basically makes her go on a date with yeah. him. I don't know how you don't see that that. Just that scene. He could have sucked nuts in the rest of the movie. <laughs> and then just that one scene. Or he, he could have nominated. drained his dragon for the rest of the movie. Draining his dragon. <laughs> All over the screen. Yeah. And still, yeah. No, it, and it's like, you know, the ones that did get nominated for acting are the ones that are so, like, safe, like uh, Imitation Game. Yeah, and, which and I haven't seen Theory yet. of Everything. Yeah, you see, I look, almost, it's fine. I don't it's a fine see movie. It now because I feel like it, it is one of those... Yeah. Uh, like, I just... Like I said, Oscar-y when I... fucking mm, production. Yeah. Apparently, it's, like, it's, wildly inaccurate, too. Yeah. 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 I can see I that. Mean, yeah, that's not shocking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like, yeah, I, I uh, Benedict, he's, he's fine in it. It's a good movie. You'll watch it and you'll be like, that was good, but, like... I don't get him as somebody that people rave about for acting. Yeah. Like I see him in a movie, I'm like, you're okay, you're good. Yeah, yeah, and I can see that you're trying very hard. Yep. I see it in your eyes. Keep it up. It's sure. okay, but yeah, <laughs> what all he's trying to do is yeah. please you, Dan. I know, but yeah, like I would drop him out of that category and put like Joan Hall in. Like that yeah. just seems obvious to me, but I don't know. Like, I guess, yeah, not Academy yeah. voters. It's just it's a bummer too on such an outstanding film year yeah. to have this like. <laughs> fucking awards yeah you know? like really this is it this is what we're gonna do and do totally it. i don't understand the uh, fucking d- the difference between best picture and director like best picture but the direction was crap yeah <laughs> no nominations for you you yeah, know, it's really stupid. I w- I, like, it would have been the most long shot ever, but, like, I would have liked to seen Jenny Slate or Obvious Child up for something. It sure, never, ever would have no, been. No, maybe but screenplay it or something. Yeah. Because uh, she's great in it. It's a great film and great script. So, yeah. I, it, I mean, 
I wasn't like oh snub, but I was kind of like that would have been so nice. <laughs> the problem is there there needs to be some there needs to be like an awards like a legitimate awards movie awards ceremony and there just isn't. I mean, yeah. what is there like independent spirit awards and stuff like that? I don't know, like I feel like it'll all just eventually collapse into into you know the campaigning game. Yeah, I feel it's. I feel like it's already just straight campaigning game. Yeah. Like I feel like sometimes you see the nominations, you're like, "There's no way that got into these nominations without it just being they had a fucking million dollar campaign behind it. And they yeah. got yeah. all the screeners in all their right hands way or in advance, and they already convinced people to watch it and decide that this is it. Because, like, I don't know, I mean, we'll get to American Sniper with what you guys think, but there's been a lot of divisive talk about American Sniper, yeah. and it's surprising that it just, like, came out the right way, right? Mm-hmm. Like, all the screeners went out, it fucking came out in theaters right after the nomination, it yeah. huge box office, just, like, it all lined up. Yeah. Yeah. For a movie that people are arguing about, not all celebrating. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You're right, though. It is. You you, you want to be like, I want to care less because it is just like the fucking Oscars and I'll just watch it and have a fun time ripping on like the people that are yeah. being dumb and having like fun with the jokes that work or whatever, yeah. like every year. But like, why do I care? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But uh, I'd be sad if I stopped caring at the yeah. same time, you know, like. I don't know. I don't want to get that cynical. Totally. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing. I'll always care, and I'll yeah. always secretly watch it, like, a little more excited yeah. than I, I pretend to and be. And you hope the people but that then, you want to win, you, like, you get into it. Like, yeah. yeah. I'll always bitch and complain about it because uh, I feel entitled to. <laughs> <laughs> and that's part of it for me, I think. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. I'm the worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just go drain your dragon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, get out of here. Go drain your dragon. You <laughs> entitled. You need to drain your dragon. Yeah, you, yeah. you know what your problem is? Your dragon's too wet on the inside. <laughs> I didn't... Uh, you could have just said full. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was... I, I was What's a little, the grossest way to yeah, say this? I was a little more poetic. <laughs> yeah. <than that. laughs> Uh, on that note, if you want to email us any of your opinions, you can yeah. email us at info at modernsuperior.com. I forgot to do that off the top. If you, yeah. if you just want to open your email and just unload your dragon yeah. on us. <laughs> Tell us what you think about Casey's new catchphrase. Should it stick? <laughs> <laughs> info at modernsuperior.com. Yeah. Um, is there anything else? I'm pretty good. Uh, one, one pretty good. I'm pretty good. My dragon's drained. <laughs> one quick thing I did want to say, though, about the Oscars is that I'm glad that Grand Budapest Hotel is yeah. up for best. Yeah, yeah right? Definitely. Man, what a great movie. Yeah, yeah I think, so, you know. So, so good. I think Boyhood's pretty pretty up there. I think uh, Grand Budapest, I would love to see that win. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, I don't know, from what I've heard, I feel like American Sniper, even though it's what people are saying about it, like, that seems to be a pretty heavy contender. Yeah, it's it, definitely like, caught... Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the movie of the moment. Yeah. I so, feel like I'd be, I'd be pretty stunned if Boyhood doesn't take it. Yeah, I feel like Boyhood's pretty locked. Yeah, even it wasn't my... F- it was, it'd be in my top ten, but it, yeah. it, it's not my favorite movie of the year, but I think it's the most important movie of the year. Yeah. For its achievement, I feel like I feel like if you want to kind of split the difference, give it best director or something like that. Yeah, because again, mm-hmm. it, it's more I, I, like on its face, it's a fucking great movie. Yeah, um, but I feel like there's other movies that that did bigger things. Yeah, I feel like the direction was a big thing. Yeah, and and it's expertly directed because yeah. how do you fucking do that over that yeah, period yeah. of time? And, and hold tone. Yeah. 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 Fuck. Um. Uh. It's the, it's an impressive. It's impressive on every side, but that's the most impressive thing about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel like. Uh, I do hope uh, 
uh, Patricia Arquette wins uh, supporting. I was super happy she was nominated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, like, she was it, fucking to, phenomenal. To, it, it would almost be easy not to notice her performance. Yeah. Because of how brilliant she is in it. Yeah. Because of how. She, okay. Well, we'll we'll talk about American Sniper, which there there is a bridge to that in my mind. <laughs> okay. Um, well, do we want to get to Film Roulette then? Oh, I guess so. Well, before we get to Film Roulette, uh-huh. uh, if you'd like to help support the show, you've probably heard us talk about Tweaked Audio. You can go to tweakedaudio.com and use our offer code SYNWPC for that and get some uh, percentage off your shipping and free, sorry, percentage off of your t- your purchase and free shipping. But if you'd like another way to support us and your walls are looking a little bit uh, lonely, you can go to modernsuperior.com slash donate. And there is a banner there for movie poster shop. You can click on that and go buy yourself some movie posters at no extra cost. And you'll be supporting the show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah lonely walls. Why don't yeah. you go get some posters? <laughs> go get some is fresh posters. Lonely walls. <laughs> your walls are looking lonely. <laughs> Put up a poster. Hey, your, uh, your walls are looking lonely. You want me to uh, drain my truck? Oh, I knew it. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry, new sponsor. Apologies to, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, apologies to MoviePosterShop.com. MoviePosterShop.com does not offer anything about dragon dragons. <laughs> if you would like a how to train your dragon poster, though. Oh, yeah. Put that on your wall. <laughs> yeah. Smoke Movie it. poster I'm shop. drain it all day to that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've drained my dragon to that poster. <laughs> oh, oh. No. Oh, God. You've opened up a whole new, uh, uh, nope. Open up a whole new what? Uh, <laughs> new dragon. I was just thinking, Open like, it up, I'll I was it. just thinking. Uh, I don't care how big it is, I will fill it. Up until now, I wasn't even thinking that that crude. I was just thinking, like, as a urination thing. No, oh, yeah. Like uh, a leak your lizard thing. But that is the beauty of podcasting. <laughs> That Virtually, we, eventually, everything you talk about will turn uh, into a fucking joke. jerk in it. Joke. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh, so, uh, on that note, head on over to modernsuperior.com. You can click on donate and uh, click on the movie poster shop ad, uh, ad and, and check it out. Yeah. Get yourself some posters. And now we will get to film roulette. <laughs> Film Roulette is our weekly segment where the three of us roll a die and the two high rollers get to go see something bigger buzzed about. Casey and Greg went and saw Clint Eastwood's American Sniper. Everyone is talking about it and the loser has to go see something shitty or something that we've picked that will thematically pair with it. I stayed at home and watched Sniper Legacy and we will see which sniper film is the sharpshooter. Uh, but then yeah. the Ooh. loser <laughs> the loser gets to give the winners an album to listen to for the rest of the week. Casey and I had to listen to Third Eye Blind's self-titled album at the hands of Greg and we will see uh, what movies we roll for next week and so on and so forth. And that's how you play Film Roulette. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you guys went and saw American Sniper, yep. directed by Clint Eastwood, starring Bradley Cooper and Sienna Miller, uh, about Navy SEAL sniper Chris Kyle's pinpoint accuracy saved thousand, countless lives on the battlefield, battlefield and turned him into a legend. But back home, his wife and kids, after four tours of duty, however, Chris finds that it is the war he can't leave behind, mm. according to IMDb. Yeah. Um, everyone is talking about this film. Uh 
yeah, how do you guys want to get into it? Uh, uh, well, we'll just start by talking about it. About yeah. the movie? Yeah. yeah. American Sniper. Uh, oh, sure. Oh. Sure. All right. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's an interesting one to get into because there is a lot of uh, discussion going on about this movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. All kinds of facets of this movie, the politics of it, yeah. the... Uh, not only awards stuff, politics of it, but the actual politics of it of American involvement in Iraq and uh, mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood's Republican leanings and uh, the the factual basis of Chris Kyle's book uh, and his own questionable uh, thoughts on people. Yeah, <laughs> on I'll people, say, yeah. And <laughs> on the value of their lives. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's all of that, and then it's just also try and enjoy a movie. Yeah. 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 But if you take all of that, like if you take all the politics and yeah. all of the Oscar buzz and everything, yeah. and, and you shove that to the side and you just watch this movie, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some of it is great. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Like, look, acting-wise- Dude. Bradley Cooper- Amazing. I Like, like honestly, for as much yeah. as I didn't- care about this movie no, at all. No, I went in trying to not like it. Uh, yeah. yeah, me too. I did. I went in like, with a chip on my shoulder, like, I don't want to enjoy this. Yeah. I actually succeeded. Um, yeah. Well, I didn't not like it. That's not fair. Like, I, yeah. I liked it I, way more than I thought I would. I liked as, just it. Just as a film to watch, mostly because Cooper was so fucking good. He's fucking phenomenal. Yeah, it's bonkers. Uh, and, and, like, it's like... It's like there's a mediocre movie going on around a real person. Yeah. His performance yeah. is so fleshed out and so, like human mm-hmm. um th- that's sort of the bridge for me like in talking about patricia arquette yeah what i love so much about her in boyhood is that she she, she just plays a person yeah um and i love it when an actor can just play a person <laughs> for sure yeah. like that, you hear that johnny depp just be a guy yeah just be, a, just fucking be a fucking guy for guy? once <laughs> just, just like fucking peel the spirit gum off your little mustache and fucking be a human. Jesus. I don't think he is a human. That's no, the problem. Not. Uh, but I think that's probably your problem with Benedict Arnold or whatever his <laughs> name is. Uh, <laughs> I think that's your problem Benedict with him Arnold? because he doesn't play a person. Like, yeah. He is an actor. But, yeah. Uh, the B is for bargain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Bradley Cooper just out of control. Uh, good. Yeah, the and scene, he looks like the guy he bulked the fuck up. He yeah, put on a bunch like, of weight. W- it's it's weird how different he looks as a person. Like he yeah. looks like a big, thick, fucking American. Yeah, he it, put on all, all he did was he ate like eight thousand calories a day and just whoa. did tons of dead holy lips. shit. Which is I do that, yeah, <laughs> all the time, except for the deadlift. So that's pretty. Like I, I appreciate when an actor can go that deep into it and like yeah. really go for the. And he didn't go for a. Uh, Athena and I were talking about afterwards. He didn't like trying. Like I'm gonna get all ripped and be you know, uh, uh, Schwarzenegger. You know, Rambo. No, it's like in a movie. he was like, I want to oh, look like a fucking marine guy. Look, yeah, yeah. Know? It's like, oh, this guy was a thicker guy. Like yeah. this, this guy was like a big fucking, uh, uh, like a big fella. Yeah. So I'm gonna be that guy. Yeah. And also, he just is that guy. Yeah. Like, right. It's, Ah, Jesus. Yeah. The the scene for me, like the the sort of defining and again, the the whole movie, this I might have been I, I might as well have been watching The Kingdom. Uh sure. Peter Berg movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's it's a serviceable thing. It's like, okay, yeah, no, I get it. You you go to war mm-hmm. and it's uh it's hard to deal with coming home and, yeah. and, and starting a new life kind of thing. And oftentimes it's like, you know, going to prison, people like they don't know how to live on the outside. Yeah. Uh, yes, I've heard that point made before. Yeah. This movie does not make that point in any other way. And this movie basically says to you, uh, so it's hard to, to go to war and then come back, so sometimes you go back to war. 
You know, like yeah. it, 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 there's nothing artful about the way it's told. Yeah, it's just all dependent on on Bradley Cooper's performance for sure. Because like this movie came out, you know, at this time of year, got a a huge push, and everyone's behind it. And I was, it made me think about Lone Survivor, which right. came out around this time last yeah. year, and just like kind of went under the radar. It did fine. It did, like it yeah, did it box was, office. Yeah, but yeah, there's, yeah. No, there's nothing really to it. Um, it doesn't have a central performance anywhere near the the, uh, the caliber of Bradley Cooper's, but it's a better movie, right? You know, um, I haven't seen it, but yeah, it's, it's I've it's heard not, that. Yeah, it's not a there's no politics to it. It's just like whoa, shit went wrong. It's just and people, it's try, people and then, trying to survive. Yeah, you right. know, and it's really like oh, wow, it's it's uh, really intense. And this is like the yeah, there isn't really a story in, and or, or when they try and get into a story of something, it's so. Uh, half-assed in American Sniper. American Sniper. Oh, like, like the 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 butcher kind of thing. It's like yeah. Uh, like is that the story you're talking about, or are you talking about anytime his... they anytime they get into a narrative that isn't like this is an expertly filmed action sequence because the sandstorm uh, stuff was fucking amazing. It really was nicely wow. directed. Crazy good. Little but little like bits. I, it, it, if there's a if they're trying to tell some kind of story like the butcher thing, which seems like a bunch of horseshit to me. Yeah. Not that things like that ha- don't happen, but just him like having a Standoff with the same sniper, having a fucking war? nemesis. Oh, yeah, yeah let's give which, me a break. Which sure, this maybe isn't fucking maybe... GI Joe versus Cobra here. <laughs> <laughs> Snake Eyes and Storm Shadows. Oh wait, it wasn't. No, oh. Oh, sorry, buddy. It's a guy from Texas who's really good at killing people he doesn't like. Yeah. Um. Um. But but like the scene, like I, I I'd like to know who he was as a person. Um, well, I read all this shit, man, and like the book is pretty point blank and how he views yeah. the stuff that I've read like the excerpts I haven't read the whole book but the stuff that I've read that like summarized his opinion from the book I was like how or is is he just not going to address this stuff in the movie like, yeah and he doesn't get there like how he refers to them only as savages yeah right like and that he took great pride and pleasure in killing them yeah uh, and then there's all this other shit where like Jesse Ventura just successfully sued Chris Kyle's estate because Chris Kyle told all these lies about punching out Jesse Ventura yeah. in some kind of navy bar and it never happened and he lied about uh, he made up some story about how he killed two carjackers who were trying to steal his car yeah. that never happened, and uh, some other. Oh, that he was on top of the Superdome sniping looters. Yeah, like, that never happened. I was like, what did? You, what? Yeah, he what? talks in the book about that. Like, <laughs> that's sniping. a fascinating yeah. movie. Where's that guy? Yeah, yeah. Let's get into the weird liar. <laughs> Let's talk about that guy. It's intense, you know. And now, like, uh, and I don't know. How did you feel about this? Because uh, when Athena and I came out, we were both like, well, better than we thought. And Bradley Cooper, holy crap. But she was really felt like the the book ending of the movie was really flat. The opening lost all it had all the wind taken out of it, and then the ending was just kind of like not. It just kind of like and we're done with a little uh, you know coda here at the end. Uh, how, how did you did you feel any impact from the end, or was it just kind of like? Well, I knew that was the end, so I guess that's the end. Yeah, yeah, no, like I, I didn't feel like like A led to B led to C. Yeah, I feel like yeah, like the the book ends, I guess didn't really have anything to do with anything but then i also don't feel like the the middle scenes had anything to do with each other either no i mean Um, i don't know i mean that was character study stuff that i was down with because again cooper was so good like i really liked the scene when he's at the the uh, at the tire at at the uh the the mechanic that that is the defining moment for this movie for, for 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 my money yeah uh because of how uncomfortable he is mm-hmm. and how how weird it is for him to interact with a human being yeah. and that should have been like the basis for how he views human life yeah like they should have <laughs> fucking built from there yeah but 
but yeah, I mean, I, I guess I didn't have a thought on it. It was just like, yeah, he comes back and then that happened. Yeah. Uh, like, but I don't want to say I didn't like the movie because I watched, you know, uh, yeah. like uh, no, I, was, I wasn't bored, you know, I, I paid again, attention. Yeah. The performance is so good. It elevates this thing way beyond what it is. But name it shouldn't another, be sitting in best picture. Name category. another performance in that movie that you even remember. Well, I thought Sienna Miller was pretty good. Oh, I thought she was. Uh, no, I wasn't even going to say awful. I thought she was entirely forgettable. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, well, they didn't give her a lot to do, but at all, like, and I don't think it was necessarily her but fault. No, I just is. think that they made her such a stock wife. Yeah, like, no, there's no, there's nothing for her to say other than uh, you're going back again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but why I, did she say it like Don Knotts? I wonder. Yeah, <laughs> you're going back again. Yeah. Listen, she made a choice. You have to as an actor. You can't go in blind. Absolutely. Um, and so she was like, I'm I, Mr. I think Furley. She, in this she put enough on it. You know, to to make it, I I thought she did a fine job. I just thought, I like, yeah, I, I don't want to say she did a bad job. I I, I found her a little bit wooden, mm. but uh, like th- they gave her nothing to do anyway. So. I found her to be like a like a rubber baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask. I that. thought she was like one of those uh, Russian nesting dolls, yeah. <laughs> where when they took off the top of her and there was a tiny one in her. Oh, is there? Oh, how many? Yeah. Um, did you notice the rubber baby? Uh, I. I've heard Casey, you're so about much. to be a dad. You're going to have to know the difference between a real baby I, and a rubber baby. I've heard I thought, they, I thought they were all rubber. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't bounce rubber. No. I've heard nothing but like... Listen, the rubber baby thing isn't that bad. No, I just heard like... I did notice it. People it's couldn't like, oh, stop. the rubber baby. Yeah. What are you talking about? Basically, oh, yeah. after <laughs> the movie screened, with a rubber baby. like people were, were talking about, I couldn't... This this like fake baby ruined a scene. I couldn't take my eyes off it. It just did not look realistic at all, yeah. and like ruined a scene that was like a good scene, but just like they have this fake baby that they're passing back and forth, and it's not moving right. And it's, yeah, it's so weird obvious. Arms. <laughs> I remember the scene. I don't remember. Yeah, the, like the... it's when he's going. It's after the, his daughter is born. It's the bat baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's very, it's totally a rubber baby. The reason being, they had twin babies that yeah. were supposed to be, and one of them had a fever, and then the other one the didn't other make one it. was rubber. Yeah. <laughs> I got good news. You got two babies. <laughs> just came out of you, but one, one of them, of them is rubber. had a fever, the other one's rubber. The rubber <laughs> baby's got a fever, too, but <laughs> but it's rubber, so it doesn't really matter. I think it'll bounce back. Yeah. <laughs> good night, folks. <laughs> Um, <laughs> All right, that was, yeah. That was so yeah, they great. they had to. Clint was just like, just do the rubber baby. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. it's not that bad. Uh, you know, I was looking you for probably a have rubber to, baby. Yeah. I didn't hear nothing about no rubber baby. Oh yeah, so. I heard a lot about a rubber baby. Yeah, and I was like, there's right. articles so about I it. I had yeah. my eye open for it, but I mean, the first shot, I was like, that's not a real baby. Yeah. <laughs> or, or that baby's got arm problems. Yeah, yeah. it's just dangling. <laughs> There's something wrong yeah. with your baby. Um, do you guys think, though, like with the discussion around the movie, that there should have been like more of a choice? Because I like all I know is that from the way I've heard the book and from the way that you guys are talking about the movie, it just seems like they didn't make the movie that should have been made about him. Like well, from the sounds of it, like, yeah. Do you think I mean, it, I think if you just went with, you just took his book. And threw that up on, like, take his more of his words and throw that up on the screen. Like, yeah. hey, this is the guy. 
Yeah, and then just let people judge yeah, let whether people he's an American hero yeah, or because, not. Because, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of people. Because that, I feel like Dean Cain would still yeah, yeah, be yeah. on his side. And also, <laughs> Dean Cain, uh, take it easy, buddy, because Seth Rogen's talking about a movie. Yeah. yeah. Not the guy. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's D- a difference, Dean Cain. Seth, yeah. Did you well, <laughs> to be fair, though, Dean Cain is just sitting on his couch all day looking at Twitter <laughs> waiting yeah. for something. Did, did you see the original tweet <laughs> from Seth Rogen? No. Yeah. Seth Rogen just basically said, like, oh, American Sniper, that kind of reminds Reminded me of the movie at the end of Inglorious Bastards, like the kind of propaganda film. Right. And then mm-hmm. Dean Kane was like, I'll fucking punch you for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Now, what a and, fucking idiot. Uh, yeah. Hey, Dean Kane, come and fucking punch me, you retard. Yeah. And a lot of people have been tweeting, like, you know, I've, this probably happens with lots of movies, but there's been a lot of people, like, on Twitter in America being like, fucking American Sniper, can't we oh, go yeah. kill some fucking no, savages? Fucking and whatever. Right like, America is oh. in love with this fucking movie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Chris Kyle's a fucking hero, and yeah, well, listen. And this movie does paint him as a hero. Like, yeah, like, yeah he's the legend. There's uh, nothing wrong with with the the character in this movie. There's nothing wrong with what he does. Yeah, no, no, and, and there's no question. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, his accomplishments are uh, outrageous. You yeah, know? he and, killed a lot of people. Yeah, it's bananas, and he is that guy. But I feel like you're not. We're we're seeing a movie that's more about. Post traumatic stress than about yeah who, who this guy that's, is yeah. yeah then why make it him why not just make it or about, like what war yeah. does to people I mean I'd rather I would then suggest like I, uh, Fury uh, was a better movie about what war does to people because yeah. that movie wasn't about Americans are good and Germans are bad that movie is about war destroys humans right yeah. you're never the same you know and that's I feel what that like movies about and is a better story I feel like that's what they were trying. To do with American Sniper, but yeah. the only person who was really on board was Bradley Cooper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's a uh, it's something you should see definitely for. I mean, definitely for his performance. But to you know, argue with people or to then read Twitter and feel bad about the world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's a pretty fucked, and it doesn't take any. It doesn't take a stance in any particular way about anything with the war. Uh, and considering this is the, you know, this isn't uh, Afghanistan, too. This is just, like, post-9-11. Yeah. Um, you know, we're going into Iraq. So there's a lot of, I mean, it's a very confusing time for Americans, I think. Uh, and I don't think the movie has, has anything to say no. about that. It just kind of shows you this guy, but doesn't show you him. Yeah. I think Bradley Cooper tapped into maybe with, like, the soul of this dude, but wasn't allowed to use any of his words. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I feel like like he was almost cheated because he could have done so much more with like a more morally ambiguous movie. Yeah, like there 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 would just be so much more for him to explore as an yeah. actor. Yeah, but uh, kudos to him. What a what a performance. Yeah, for uh, him, I, for him to make something so monumentally mediocre, so memorable yeah, with just yeah. his performance. He's, yeah. he's earned his nomination for sure. Yeah. There, uh, there is an article out there detailing what Steven Spielberg had planned to do with the film when oh, he was man. attached. Mm. The, the entire time, all I was all, all I was thinking was, I wish Steven Spielberg had directed mm. this. Didn't he have yeah. some? Uh, who was the actor who was attached to it when? I'm it not was sure. Spielberg. The only thing I remember from the article was, interesting. was yeah, he was. had planned out fleshing more of like the other um, like rival guy so that it wasn't just like, and then all of a sudden at the end he's murdered and like he's kind of an unseen thing. He And I haven't seen American Sniper. I just assumed that that's what it made it sound like there was a character like a, the rival guy. I'm assuming you're the butcher, whatever that is. Yeah. I, it made it sound like there'd well, be more yeah. of his perspective. And it, so it wasn't just kind of like one guy. And well, there's see, a thing out there. Even that maybe it will kill me. Even that would have been interesting in um, it, like, like to make 
the you know a, an elusive rival of his um uh, uh like so elusive uh, like that he could never really find what he was looking for in war mm-hmm. goes back home and and can't find what he's looking for back home either like, he's never truly satisfied make that like the dichotomy of that like uh, a little more prevalent in the movie yeah. but they yeah. don't no, no. they don't use that at all no. yeah um, the movie i think the movie was just too afraid of taking a stance on anything. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, or like, being too American or being too anti-war, you know? Yeah. Like it just, it, so it oh, I feel really... like it was. I feel like it was way too American. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. From the article, they were saying that uh, the enemy sniper in the script would have more focus, uh, that he would be a mirror of Chris on the other side, and that it would be a psychological duel as much as a physical duel. Uh, in Steven Spielberg's version. Sounds a lot like Steven Spielberg's duel. duel. <laughs> <laughs> also, the sniper is a truck. Yeah. <laughs> control F, truck. Control, replace, sniper. Done. I thought it was a good sniper. He cannot even hit the truck. <laughs> <laughs> the whole movie, these two guys running down a road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'm d- I'm probably gonna watch it, um, mm-hmm. but well, I would like to hear what you have to yeah, uh, say yeah. about it. And your uh, you should see his performance. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm gonna watch it for the performance. I, ca- I can't believe the the shift in uh, career trajectory Bradley Cooper has taken in the last like three four years. Yeah, bananas. Yeah, I was yeah. The, and the, what the, he the can guy do. who was in Limitless and Hangover and all that fucking shit prior is gone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank yeah. God. Well, I always like because I was forced to watch Alias. Um and there was a couple things about Alias that are good, mm-hmm. uh, and he was always one of them. Mm-hmm. And then they sort of pushed him to the background. I'm like, this guy's like a legitimately good actor. I don't know why they're, but yeah, like, and so when he sort of resurfaced, I was like, oh, this guy, oh, cool. So I kind of had a feeling he was going to be big, <laughs> right? But he constantly surprises me with what he can do. Like I was surprised by his performance in in American Sniper, as I was surprised with what he did with uh, with Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Uh, like he keeps doing things like I'm like okay I know this guy's a good actor and then he keeps doing things that that make me go like oh I didn't know he could do that yeah if you look at those four performances American Sniper Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Silver Silver Linings Playbook yeah. and American Hustle and that, that's all in the last like two and a half years yeah and that's wildly different work yeah all of it all of it yeah. fucking fantastic quality. yeah and Pretty impressive. I think one key thing when talking about Bradley Cooper that I think is interesting is that his background technically... And place beyond the fines. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 His background technically is comedy. Like, 
got his start in like Wet Hot American yeah. Summer and yeah. like little comedy like Hangover wedding then crashes, blew up wedding, his... wedding Crashers oh, yeah, he was right, in it yeah. as like the brother or whatever yeah. and and eventually like you know went to other more serious things but I feel like that's just another one of those cases where it's like yeah people that come from comedy are so versatile and can end up doing amazing things mm-hmm. fucking make a comedy movie nomination in the Oscars mm-hmm. <laughs> you fuckers yeah. it's, it's weird yeah well, <laughs> that's a fucking pipe dream yeah <laughs> um it's weird that two people uh, like he and Paul Rudd sort of have uh, a similar but opposite uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, cr- 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 career. <laughs> Casey's LSD is kicking in. Career. <laughs> <laughs> you guys talk so fast all sudden. Stop the room. I want to get off. <laughs> Bradley Cooper is the lizard king. <laughs> Why are you Lorne Michaels? Yeah. <laughs> Lorne I'm Michaels like, is asking. I'm somewhere fan. between Lorne Michaels and fucking uh, uh, Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> oh, uh, you don't know what pain is. This oh, thing about Chris Kattan is that he's a great big fat person. <laughs> I feel like this 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 sketch would be better if you put the lotion in the back. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Oh man. Casey, all right? Oh, could you drain my dragon? <laughs> I don't drain my dragon anymore. Uh, that's Alrighty. good. Yeah, fun stuff. All right. So fun I assume Sniper Legacy yes. was the thought-provoking uh, the other Tour sniper de Force movie. performance. Yes. Yeah. The other sniper yeah. movie that's to be talked about right now. Yeah, How rubber were the babies in this movie? <laughs> oh, my God. These guys, they got real babies. Fuck you, Clint. <laughs> um, sniper Legacy, directed by Don Michael Paul, starring Doug Allen and Tom Berenger. Uh, as IMDb describes it, it is about a rogue assassin who is taking out military leaders... Uh, Sorry, a rogue assassin is taking out military leaders, mm-hmm. and Brandon gets word that his father is one Who of does? them. Brandon? Brandon. <laughs> well, what does Brenda think about this? Oh, man. Brenda is not okay. Uh, he tries to track down the killer and finds out that his father isn't dead and realizes his superior what? officers are using him as bait no. to track the killer. Uh, so, okay. So, basically... Brandon Beckett, uh, the main actor, that's the uh, his his character name, Sergeant Brandon Beckett, mm-hmm. uh, is the son of Tom Berenger's character from oh. the first three films. Okay, right. And I believe that there was one called Sniper or something else before this one. <laughs> Sniper, or something. Sniper or something else. Sniper, son of Berenger. <laughs> they ran out of ideas. Uh, Sniper Reloaded uh-huh. uh, in 2011 was the first movie, I think, to like be about his son. Right. So now we have Sniper Legacy, which is about, like, he is a sniper and he's he's a sergeant. He's in the war and he's really good. And at the beginning of the movie, he's in, like, a kind of a battle and some of his uh, officers die or something. So he, he wants out now at the beginning of Legacy because... This is too much, and uh, that's when we find out that somebody is killing these important people, and it's rumored that his dad is dead, so his boss is like, anyway, so your dad's dead, but like, we're going to go get the guy that's killing all these people, and you can't come because your dad is involved, and you won't know when to not pull the trigger or something because it'll be a revenge kick, so hey, 
don't try and go get that guy that killed your dad. Anyway, gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> but they have a conversation where he's like, if you do that and you get caught, like, they'll throw you under the bus. So, like, I really mean it. You probably shouldn't do it. But it seems like he's like, wink, wink, you should. Yeah, yeah. sounds yeah. like it. So they all I take feel like off. I should go do it. Yeah. <laughs> Hearing this story. I might. <laughs> um, yeah, so his commanding officer's like, don't do it. And he runs off to do it. Now... Sniper Legacy. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it. I'm proud of you. I, I don't know. There's not that much to talk about with Sniper Legacy. So this is from 2014. It's like a straight to video. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, oh, my. it's this year. Topical. Or last year. Um, it's super topical. Um, yeah. It's a straight to video action movie. Uh, it's fairly well directed. Oh. Um, it's the kind of movie that all of the people who would be excited to rent the movie Sniper Legacy probably rented it and were like, that was good. Uh-huh. Yeah. That gave me what I want. Right. Uh-huh. It's not like when Yourself you... Yourself included. My, no. I, I didn't <laughs> like this movie very much, but I also wasn't like, God, end already. I hate it. Mm-hmm. It's the worst. Like it's, But it's not like when you watch those Universal Soldier sequels and you're like, oh shit, this is rising above the direct-to-video action film and becoming a very good movie. This is just like, yeah, if I was, if this had come out when I was younger in high school and I rented like a shitty action movie, I would have been like, that was what I wanted. Like, yeah. it's just the plot clicks along because it's about him trying to figure out like who this person killing people is. Uh, there's a lot of kind of like not big big action scenes but the action scenes are filmed well and there's some fucking okay fights and some pretty big explosions every once in a while somebody gets shot and like it's super gross cgi blood but it's like really violent like people get their arms shot off heads Mm -hmm. blow up and shit cool um it's like yeah the plot's pretty bare bones it's just about him trying to figure it out and then he finds his dad isn't actually dead and then they team up to figure out and kill a person wait it's what, about Berenger? yeah is he in it he's in it yeah yeah <laughs> so he shows up he's like psych they didn't kill me i've been hiding out and everyone thinks i'm dead so let's like work together father and son to like get this bad guy and that's when they find out that like it was actually a whole plot to get the killer out by they're using the main guy i think which is why at the beginning of the movie he's like don't go and find him but you should because it's our plan all along um so that happens um it kind of has like an international intrigue like uh, angle where there's some jumping around in the plot and in terms of like it's more of a thriller than like a straight up action movie and for that it's like okay it's just like it gets in it's not being about like the horrors of war they kind of touch upon it but it's like obviously a directed video they're not they're not trying to be high art yeah it's just yeah. kind of like they're not people, trying to make a point no people yeah. just want to see explosions and it does that pretty fine and then the end and it's like you're not gonna find much to like here but you're not gonna be like oh my god the acting is <laughs> fine fi- yeah. below average to fine just like nobody is the worst ever in this but nobody's like actually trying very hard right sure. it's just a lot of like direct video acting yeah i was just kind of like that movie happened and i mostly watched it because it was on like, yeah, it doesn't hold your attention. Like I can't fucking wait to see how this is gonna end. But at the same time, you're like, a couple explosions happened. <laughs> <laughs> like, Look at those. Yeah, like I don't know what to talk about. It was exactly what I expected. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. It's not hilarious. I kind of was hoping that it'd be a little bit more ridiculous, funny. Right. Yeah, it's more mostly just kind of like. Pretty Did you see faced. the original sniper with no, uh, Billy Zane and Tom Berenger? No, it's uh, it's all right. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> 
I heard it was actually pretty good. I don't know. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I ha- I had it on VHS in the 90s. Yeah. And I watched it a few times. I feel like the idea of a sniper action movie in 93 when the first one came out was probably a little bit like not something you had seen a lot. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it was super cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I liked it. Yeah. No, I, I've been. I've always wanted to because I because it launched this like weird director video. Yeah, yeah. There's like five or six of these yeah. movies now. I think this Crazy. is the fifth. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to remember this guy. I feel like I clicked on his name. The director, Don Michael Paul. Oh, he did. He did Steven Seagal's Half Past Dead. <laughs> what? Great yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. What, yeah. what year is that? That's 2002. Where he goes to like uh, prison or something and has to, it's like a high tech prison. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he, it's almost dead o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's half fast. Half yeah. Fast. Yeah. It's almost you, alive again. You're late for dead o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did I miss dead o'clock already? <laughs> um, but now that, yeah, this guy, uh, he did Who's Your Caddy? Uh, he did Lake Placid, the final chapter. Oh. Jarhead there two, was Field of Fire, Lake Placid movies. There was yeah. a Jarhead two, apparently. Yeah, yeah I saw that on guy. Netflix. I can't um, possibly imagine. And <laughs> now, wow, now he's thing. he's attached to do another straight to video Tremors film. So, oh man, I mean, it, the uh, Sniper Legacy looks good. So if he has nothing to do with the the writing of this film, mm-hmm. it could be fine. It, sure. it 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 looks like a low-tier action film that could get into theaters. Yeah. Sniper Legacy. Like, yeah. if this had landed in theaters in a limited run, you'd be like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, like they put some effort into making this movie look good. You wouldn't good. see it, but you'd no. say, okay. Yeah. Right. You could see maybe why, because it, it seems like they've put some money into it. Right. Yeah. But it is just like a get in, get out, see a couple explosions, a couple firefights, and that's it. And they don't mean to say anything. It's just, it is what it is. Mm. And uh, that was fine. It's not really for me. Because I have a stack of VHS that do the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, peop- there are a lot of people that probably rented this and were like, well, yeah, snipers, explosions. And it, and it isn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was it Ray Romano? <laughs> oh, snipers, explosions. Uh, Debra. Debra. Bring me my sniper DVD. Debra. <laughs> I sound like Lord Michaels. <laughs> yeah. I do think it's interesting. Like, is it more dangerous to make a sniper movie that just wants to be exploitative of it being action-packed than it is trying to say a movie trying to say something like sniper american sniper but failing i don't know um because i feel like there's a probably a lot of people that are gonna watch this movie and then be like yeah fucking sniper military racists yeah like the same way they did with american sniper Mm -hmm. right but I think American Sniper uh, gives them the feeling that they're watching an art house movie, yeah, or so, something important. Yeah, so yeah. it's more so like there's a Whereas weight to it. This but is they disposable. also get to uh, to identify with it because it's about an idiot that loves guns. Yeah, <laughs> I do feel like this is a really just there's you don't identify with anyone. It's just a very disposable explosion yeah. delivery service. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like the people who are going to be affected by that by the movie that you saw are going to be affected by it. For thirty minutes until their uh, until their uh, pizza pops are done. Yeah. And oh, then, are, you, are they are they ready? <laughs> <laughs> Greg, they're not, they're not done yet. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Every week we spend this podcast just wasting time until the pizza until pops the pizza are done. pops are done. Yeah. <laughs> That's why sometimes they're long. Like sometimes we put too many in the oven. And the oh, episode goes and, two and hours. It takes yep. two hours to make the pizza pops, <laughs> and they're all burnt to a crisp on the outside and frozen on the inside, <laughs> as they should be. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. Um. I I have no recommendation or not for sniper legacy if you've 
wanted to see this. I've never probably already it. have, yeah. <laughs> I will never watch yeah, that. No, you you no, won't get no anything out of it, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's Sniper Legacy, um, which leads us into our album that yeah. Greg gave us. So you... Why did you give us this, Greg? Uh, Third Eye Blinds. <laughs> Why did you do Why this did you to us? Why did you give this to us, Greg? <laughs> Third Eye Blinds, 1997, self-titled the, release. Major, it, major. Um, I had thought about giving this to you guys in the past because I, I, I really don't like it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it came up, uh, my wife and I were talking about really horrible 90s music. Yeah. We were talking about, uh, she she was angry because she had that Tal Bachman song stuck in her head. <laughs> and I laughed at her for it. She's so, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> ah, oh, it's so gross. <laughs> it's the worst. And then uh, I was like, you just got to get something else horrible in there to get, you know, so I started do, do, trying do, to think. Yeah, do, yeah. Do, do, doing that. And do, then we were do, talking about how fucking retarded that band is. <laughs> And then I was like, this is the one. And I was curious because I was always blown away by how big oh, this fucking album Five got. singles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they, all of them, every single one was massively yeah. overplayed. And I was just always confused by why it was so fucking popular. So I'd like you two to tell me. <laughs> okay. So uh, uh, yeah. the self-titled debut from Third Eye Blind originally released on April 8th, 1997, mm-hmm. uh, featuring top 10 charting singles like Semi-Charmed Life, Jumper, and How's It Gonna Be? Among others, Graduate, Losing a Whole Year, uh, five singles um, released on Elektra. I remember when this came out because it was w- an album that I bought uh, with my own money. This was this was 1997 <laughs> when I was actually, was probably around the time I started purchasing albums yeah. on my own. Yeah. yeah. Just like, I want an album, I have the money, I'm going to go buy it. Yeah. Along with, because Chumbawamba was around this time too. Yeah. So yeah. I definitely had Third Eye Blind self-titled album ne- right next to Chumbawamba <laughs> on, the, uh, yeah. on the old shelf. Yeah. I've got $13. <laughs> Going to buy an album. Doot doot doot. Doot 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 doot. Doot doot I would prefer it to be at least 57 minutes long. <laughs> oh, God, is this album long. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well received, though. All music. Uh, Entertainment Weekly. Uh, at the time, this was a very big album. Came sort of... Uh, uh, on Wikipedia, it calls it post-grunge. Uh, this is like a pop kind of uh, take on the in the wake of grunge I this feel is like. certainly a post yeah. post grunge it's kind of got yeah, yeah it, like the, the immediately post grunge like where it where it's like oh we can be like uh, vapid and yeah and uh, but but I can still talk about suicide yeah but I, can, <laughs> but I can have some like really fuzzy guitars and yeah uh, uh, I have to say okay well you know cards on the table yeah. this album is infuriating yeah <laughs> <laughs> You didn't like it with all the singing and the talking fast? Oh, Jesus Christ. It sounds like he's like got a cold, dude, doesn't it? Like he can't... Uh, nothing's coming out of his nose? Yeah. His... his How's it gonna be? How's uh, it gonna I gotta be? breathe through my nose. <laughs> um, but there's some competent guitar work on, yeah. this, on this album. My takeaway from this album is I don't like it. No. I had a marginal amount of fun nostalgia revisiting it mm. it is fucking way too long but i can but i can understand listening to it why it was a big hit because the first like so the first six songs are basically the first five singles yeah it's one two three four five and then there's another one in there that is all like the, the first six songs, you can understand why the first five singles came from those songs. Oh, that, it yeah. is it must kinda, have been a really horrible listen to get all those familiar ones like right, right away, out of the and way. Then eight songs, yeah, you know? <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> and, and the ones that you don't know 
are fucking so forgettable, shockingly bad. Yeah, like, but I like on your thing about the guitar. Like listening to those first six songs, I can understand why it was super popular because it's like the hooks are pretty big. Yeah, the songs are produced in a way that you can expect is a like. It's not like sh- it's just really shiny production, but like big arena production. Like they're yeah. doing post grunge shit that's like kind of trying to be arena ready, but also wants the big hooks. Yeah. And like, I mean, coming I- to this album from Alien Ant Farm, which was so, so samey and forgettable, yeah. it was, yeah. <laughs> it was kind of interesting to hear them at least trying like to do something interesting with a guitar or like change a song up. Like, yeah. Semi Charmed yeah, Life sure. is. is like so different compartmentalized I don't like, know man uh, halfway through this album I whoosh I was listening to Alien Air. I see I agree halfway because once this sound gets to the halfway it's just a slog through the rest of the 40 and, minutes and it, this this album 30 minutes this album like starts to run out of gas and then and then just like it, 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 this album all of a sudden, winds down yeah. in the, in the most bizarre all way the like slow acoustic wh- yeah stuff like why do end. you put all of the draggy bullshit at the very end like yeah. throw in a sugary pop tune which this album this album doesn't have as much of that as I thought it would it's all because the first all six of songs. The, the yeah like all of the singles are very sugary pop tunes mm-hmm. and this guy has a sense of melody like you can't I, say that yeah. he doesn't it's just super limited yeah. so that he's doing the same little vocal hooks over yeah. and over there's a lot of that yeah using that little thing over different guitar and different you know like mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah. music um he just has a couple of ideas. He runs them into the ground. And then on certain songs, he doesn't have any ideas. Yeah. He doesn't even bother to try to use the, those things <laughs> that make the other songs saleable. Yeah, the biggest thing that I found to hate about this album, aside from how forgettable it gets once it gets the pop songs out of the way, yeah. was the lyrics. Like, I feel like listening to those first six songs, you're like, okay, if this song came on in shuffle like radio, I understand why it was a hit. It wouldn't like make me want to kill myself when it's on the radio. I get it. Yeah. But if you actually sit there and like listen to the lyrics, you're like, yeah, but this is terrible. Well, I really hate it because he's do he's doing that thing like uh, that uh, that Gavin. I want to call him Gavin Bush. Gavin Rossdale does where it's like, uh, oh, but he does it in a slightly different way. Ga- Gavin Rossdale just writes a bunch of fucking nonsense. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. or Oasis. They just write a bunch of motherfucking nonsense that doesn't yeah. fucking connect or uh, correlate to anything else, and then just passes that off as this sort of like yeah. postmodern like y- you know like ooh you have to interpret it no you just did some fucking shit that rhymes um whereas Stephen <laughs> uh, uh Jenkins yeah is uh he does like uh like uh I- I'm I'm singing these songs like I'm going to talk about slashing my wrists and then I'm going to talk about you know you have all these days are you living your way through them yeah. it's like all this this really hackneyed <laughs> ideas like you're not presenting a new idea or anything you're just saying you know like stock things in a slightly different way yeah like you're not putting one over on anybody mm-hmm. like it's a band that had five big big singles um so I would say six songs, like the first six songs that you're like, okay, I get this band, I get it. Yeah. Uh, at least they are kind of trying to, ch- like, I, I just, when I listen to Alien Ant Farm to, to do that comparison again, it's just like, once the song starts, you that's how it is. Yeah. And I will give these guys, like, the l- smallest of bonus points just because 
Like it will start and then the entire song will kind of sound change. Maybe not in a good way, yeah. but like at least they like in semi-charmed life pull it back down to this like weird like mandolin thing or something like kind of like strumming and then you never hear it again until like later. It's just like they were like. But that's I, like I the feel com- like the, the, when I say that there's that there's uh, uh, interesting guitar on this album. It's not the structure of the songs or anything. No, it's, it's that the guitar is layered in, in yeah. ways where you're like. Uh, oh well, that's an interesting tone. Yeah, set against the tone of this guitar totally. or whatever. Or this is an interesting line or an interesting just, thing to play. Yeah. while all this other banal shit is going. Uh, yeah, on. and that's my like. It's just not like okay, we had this riff, so like play the drum beat and we'll play it for the whole song. It's yeah. like they are trying to switch things up. I don't but like I think, it. I, no, no, but, but it. But you kind of at least go well. Somebody was trying something. Yeah, but I don't think it was the band. I think it was the the you know team of 300 producers yeah that that each like like it, it was that thing like where music was so layered yeah. that you could have like th- eight bars of mandolin yeah in, or in whatever that the is song, the just weird to enhance sound. something just th- th- so so yeah. that it distracts you, could you pull everything from how out. weak yeah. the song itself actually is definitely yeah, yeah. no i agree absolutely yeah it's just when i fucking when i listen to alien ant farm like r- after you hear the one song you're like oh my god and yeah. then like th- but i mean to the same point when you listen to this, after you hear those six songs, it's just like, and then the rest of the album just slowly gets slower and slower and, and then, more boring and, then just, and more yeah, boring. And it just fucking shits its yeah. pants and dies. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't. I Like I said, there were some some smiles had, uh, nostalgic smiles had, thinking like, why did I fucking listen to this so much? Yeah. <laughs> when I was listening to it. But yeah, I, were you like yeah. into it? That's what I was going to ask. Um, like, like, did you like really like this album? Were you like, like a, a, were you like a blind head? No. <laughs> a blindie, yeah. I followed him around. A blindie. Yeah. Um, no, I would say there was one, one of the songs near the end of the album in the kind of weird patch. I was like, oh my God, I remember this so vividly and had never thought about it since then. <laughs> I think it was maybe London or something. There was one of the songs that was kind of like they tried to do some pop stuff at the end but i I would say i was very into it intensely for a brief moment Mm -hmm. right like when i bought the album and it was the album i had and i listened to it a lot Mm -hmm. but i don't think i like i didn't like think about it yeah i wasn't listening to music like yeah let me get these lyrics down yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it was like a thing i had on in my room a lot yeah sure i didn't actually like when i first got into music it was easy to listen to like yeah it doesn't challenge you in any way Totally. Like, my first albums that I bought were, like, Chumbawamba. I had a Bush album. I had this. I had, like, it was just like, oh, I, I should like music now. Like, I actually remember making that. <laughs> You're like, all right, time to knock this shit off I and did. actually start I, listening I, to music. I, there was a, I remember, like, a day where I was, like, sitting around and, like, people were talking about music. And I was like, I don't know anything about music. Why don't I ever listen to music? I should, like, make an effort to go buy albums that I hear about and listen to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember making that decision. Yeah, right? man. Yeah. <laughs> and then I bought this fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess this is it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is you put on your third eye blind is like, oh, this is music? <laughs> this is what I was missing. Yeah, okay. yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's third eye blind. Wonderful. <laughs> oh, fucking a point that I that I totally wanted to make that I forgot about uh, American Sniper that you made about American Legacy, whatever yeah. it's called. Um <laughs> Whatever. There, there's words. Um, is uh, uh, you said there's a lot of CGI blood. Yeah, and that really took me out of uh, American mm. Sniper. Is the yeah. amount of CGI blood there is in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it seemed like a really, a really rookie mistake to use CGI blood in a movie like that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, 
Fucking CGI rookie Eastwood. Rubber yeah. babies. Yeah. There wasn't enough <laughs> really? CGI blood in the Third Eye Blind album. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> they spent a lot of money on this thing I can't see. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, I fucking racked my brain to think about albums to give you guys because there's yeah. lots of new stuff i was on like the new releases page today on rdo and just oh man there was things i could give you uh, um yeah. and just you know uh third eye blind wasn't great and we've had a, a fair run of albums of like what is this so i was <laughs> trying to think of that yeah and then i got on a kick like what can i give you guys that i don't know what you'll think of and play that game yeah but instead um just because I mentioned it on a previous episode, I'm going to give you guys an album uh, that I love. Uh, I, I can't remember if we mentioned it on this or Time Bandits, but I brought up the band Sparks. Oh, I think it was oh, on yeah. Time Bandits. Yeah, I think it was Time Bandits. Yeah, yeah. So um, I've been listening to a lot of this band. Some of their stuff I really like. Some of their stuff I don't know about. Some of how it is I like. just terrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I feel like the later they get, the it, it's they're one of those bands that like start really strong, then there's a big dip, and then they have a couple albums, and then yeah, it yeah, drops yeah. back again. Right. Yeah. Real roller coaster. So I'm ge- I decided I want to give you guys the album Kimono My House. Yeah, cool. Because um, this album is, I cannot stop listening to it from 1974. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of a glam rock, but also art pop kind of sound uh you may know the songs amateur hour or this town ain't big enough for the both of us i know that song very well yeah they did a re-recording of it with faith no more with yes. fucking, and it's it, fucking yeah. huge it's enormous yeah. it's so great yeah because yeah. they put out yeah. an album with a bunch of collaborations yeah yeah, yeah. and and i've heard that super good <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah i love this album can't stop listening to it it's at the top of my heavy rotation right now i love it yeah so fucking i want to know what right you guys on, think i'm very excited yeah to have a talk about this yeah mm-hmm. so something good this week in my opinion yeah hey, i'm yeah. excited about it for sure sweet uh well i guess we should get rolling it's not the album that has pulling should. rabbits out of a hat is it uh no oh, i, love I do song. nope it is not um yeah so rolling <laughs> uh there's a couple things out there right now on the good side um, still Alice is out there and Most Violent Year mm-hmm. um, but I think we decided on Most Violent Year I think Most Violent Year yeah so if for some reason Most Violent Year is not available in Toronto I feel it is so but I, I kind of want to see Still Alice I'll probably see it anyway yeah but um, Most most Violent Year looks really good Oscar Isaac yeah um, lots of people were talking Jessica about Jessica Chastain yep. uh, and her performance mm-hmm. really want to see that but we got to pick a loser yeah um so we'll talk maybe a little. The Oscar stuff will bleed over a little. Yeah. Um, but there's a movie in theaters uh, coming out this Friday that looks ripe for a uh, for a loser. Yeah. Because it's a, a pseudo erotic thriller yeah. starring Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> um, <clears throat> this movie is called starring The Boy Next Door. The extremely relevant Jennifer <laughs> Lopez. Uh, this this movie is about. Uh, her character who shortly after her divorce uh, falls for a younger man who just moved in across the street and through their torrid affair an obsessive and dangerous turn arises so mm. yeah I th- it seems like a fear kind of thing where yeah. he's gonna yeah. ruin her life <laughs> and it just seems terrible yeah and it's directed by Rob Cohen uh, the director of Fast and Furious Triple X Dragon the Bruce, Bruce Lee story and Dragon Heart Oh. <laughs> I am so, the last one. Yeah, <laughs> tennis, tennis quake. See, it all comes around, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> he also directed the skulls in daylight. And gross. Yeah, yeah. And stealth. We, oh man, <laughs> we almost went with stealth. 
with uh, Mordecai mm-hmm. as the loser movie because none of us want it to see that. It looks really either. bad. No, it but does. this looks just too stupid. Yeah. This fucking J Lo movie. I, feel- I just wanted to read you guys something. I because I was trying to figure out which movie looked worse, but I couldn't find reviews for either. Yeah, because I think they're both really <laughs> they're both, bad yeah. and they're not letting press. Well, Mordecai is based off books, and I heard the books are good, yeah. but the trailers look. Oh, bad. it yeah. just looks insufferable. It looks <laughs> fucking like Johnny. Johnny Depp is weird and adorable. Yeah, like I fuck <laughs> yeah. I just think it looks like they're really pushing it, and I don't know what is going to happen. No, it, like, I, it looks bad, but they're pushing it so hard. So hard. Yeah. Uh, but not letting anyone see it. The only review I could find was on a German uh, website. Yeah. Das ist not deine guten movie. And so I hit translate. <laughs> I hit translate. Oh boy! On oh. my phone, and this is this is the review I got. So all right, this may be as close to Bollywood Chewbacca as we're gonna get again. <laughs> Maybe. So, yeah. so <clears throat> take from this what you can. <clears throat> January nineteenth, two thousand fifteen. Uh, the ensemble plays simply a harmless by crime and ends in a heist feint. Which, which can only produce that. irrelevance in excess. The fi- <laughs> this movie is excessively irrelevant. irrelevant. Sounds good. <laughs> the film is... Sorry, hold on. I need a second to read this sentence. <clears throat> the film is with the rich assholes. <laughs> the film is ri- with the rich assholes? Sorry. Oh, this movie's totally the, with those rich assholes. The film is with the rich asshole satisfied, and he was right. <laughs> Said the judgment of Christian Witt. What? End of review. Uh, <laughs> fantastic. So the movie is about rich assholes. <laughs> this movie is a rich asshole of pleasures. <laughs> and he was right. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's Woo, good yeah, I just had to share that with yeah. you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty great. <laughs> we need to translate more. Uh, we need to Google translate more movie reviews. <laughs> that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not bad. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Uh, I feel like Mordecai is probably going to be around for a long time. That could end up being a loser again. Yeah, yeah. who knows? We'll see so, what happens next week. Yeah. yeah. Casey. Uh, that's my name. Are you going to end up seeing the boy next door? Let's see. Versus, oh, that's a four. That's a four. Versus a most violent year. Mm-mm-mm. All right, I am rolling. Oh no, that's a four. That is a four. Greg, it's all up to you. Nope. That's Jesus. not a. That's not yours. Nope. All right. Okay. Here Greg we is rolling. I'm rolling. As long as I get higher than a four, I'm okay. And you guys and then re-roll. we re-roll. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or you could roll lower than a four. That's a that's four. A four. Oh, that's, weird. A, that's a total that's re-roll. Never happened. Start over. Wait, is that a gooch? Is that a creature? <laughs> <laughs> total re-roll. Oh, man, that's, that's bad luck, you guys. Casey is rolling. <laughs> oh, this is bad. This is a whole re- <laughs> re-roll over. Never happened in 148 episodes, I don't think. I feel like it's happened. Uh, that's a nine. Oh, moment. Yeah, it is. All right, I'm rolling. That's a two. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. <laughs> Greg, uh-huh. come on. One, zero, one. That's a zero. Oh. Holy shit. Jesus awesome. Christ. Yeah. The odds were not in my favor, but uh, checked out. What am I saying? Oh. Luckily, Greg <laughs> shit the bed. Yeah, you're seeing the boy next door. Don't you fall in love with that boy next door? Don't you fall in love And if he's upside down, I swear to God. <laughs> Stop bringing that upside down boy from next door over. Uh-uh. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to hear about this. Seems like the kind of movie they don't make anymore. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah it seems like, again, it seems like a movie as irrelevant as its star. Yeah. Yeah, so we will find out about those films next week yep but now Ow. we need to get into 90210 yeah oh yeah relay 
<laughs> Every week we are watching a episode from Beverly Hills 90210 season two, one at a time. Greg is watching. Greg watched this week, and he will talk about it. Next week will be me. The week mm-hmm. after that, Casey, and we will oh, go yeah. round and round until we finish the season. As so you've probably goes. heard, so it goes. What are we? What are we? Uh, what's this episode? This episode was a Walsh family Christmas. Oh, this is the Christmas episode. Guess what? It was over an hour long. Oh no! I wasn't prepared for that. Why? I don't know. Like Super, how Christmas special longer? But like how how far over an hour? Uh, well, like, the normal episode for an hour-long uh, dra- TV drama would be about 44 40, minutes, yeah. and this yeah. one was an hour and eight minutes. Okay. That's really... That's a weird... Like, because, like how did they, how did they stretch like that? An extra half hour. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So they stretched it to 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this is like a, like a little movie. Oh, great. <laughs> I love when that happens in <laughs> Lucky duck. Lucky duck. Like so. when I had to watch the pilot, and it was an hour and a half. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh-uh. So... This episode opens in New Mexico. Yeah. Uh, Land of Enchantment, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Oh, did the, was the last thing that happened... Um, in the, Steve. Was that, Steve. Yeah, yeah Steve's mom. Was that yours? Yeah. Was that yours? It was yeah. mine. Mm-hmm. All right, so a big special, him and... Yeah, yeah. So right. Steve, uh, uh, a bus pulls up. Uh, Steve's looking out the window, and he gets off with a girl he met on the bus. And they <laughs> talked for their 16-hour ride. Uh, talked, talked or gave hand jobs under a blanket. Yeah. <laughs> it is Steve. Yeah. So yeah, uh, and so then she's talking. like, "He's like, thanks for listening to me." And she's like, "What else was I going to do for sixteen hours?" <laughs> like, so I guess he talked Ste- about his oh, mom okay. for sixteen hours. And then she's like, "Oh, that's my mom over there. See ya, Merry I Christmas." And he's like, "I don't know who my mom is." <laughs> uh, and then we uh, cut to a Christmas decorations montage as we find our way back to California. Oh. Because uh, Christmas is in the air. Yeah. And Brenda is training for a new job at a uh, retail, like a fancy clothing boutique. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and the lady's very prim and proper, and they're w- waiting for a bunch of people to come in to start their Christmas shopping. Yeah. So, uh, and then uh, Kelly and Meathead show up, <laughs> uh, and they're worried about Steve. And he, because he's been gone for four days, and Kelly's like, I really miss Steve, especially around Christmas time. He always buys me something nice. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, and then Brenda's like, Well, why don't you guys come over for dinner? We always have, like, you know, we can do Christmas together. My dad's out buying a tree, and they're like, Buying a tree now? It's two days before Christmas. And she's like, Yeah, we always buy two days before Christmas. That's the only way you can guarantee to get a fresh tree. Like I don't know about that logic, and then you cut yeah. to a tree lot, and Brandon's dad, and Brandon and dad are there, and they're like, two days before Christmas, is the only way to get a fresh tree." And the guy's like, "All these trees are dead. This is California. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got to get them when they're fresh, so they don't keep in the heat." Anyway, and they're like, they don't know what to do. Oh, uh, because they they haven't lived in California. California. Okay, they're yeah, from yeah, Minneapolis, right? Still, <laughs> they're still from they're Minneapolis. Still from Minneapolis, and they don't Ugh. get it. Mom, and then we cut to the Walsh family home, and Mom is on the phone complaining about how warm it is Christmas. She's just uh, being a total killjoy. Uh, Dad and Brandon come home with a huge dead tree, <laughs> and Mom doesn't like it. Uh, and she's like, "Why don't we just go home to Minneapolis for Christmas?" You know, and they're like, "We can't just keep running home every Christmas. We have to have Christmas here and get used to it." Well, no, yeah. you don't. No. You could do the other thing. You but could. You chose not to. Uh huh. Um, so then Brandon is spray painting the tree green, uh, and Uh. mom just cannot stop bitching about this fucking tree and about Christmas and how warm it is. Um, so then Brenda's like, well, I guess the tree looks okay. 
And then she kind of is like, is, or if, as long as you don't look at her, so I don't know what the hell she says. Nice try, dummy. I don't know. <laughs> I did take a voice memo. I see if this works. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it won't. But because she's like, she burns Brandon and he gets like, wah, wah, Christmas music. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. see here. Oh, oh my god. Oh Brandon and your spray painted tree. Yeah. That's fun. Um let's see. Then all the friends are over being Christmassy. They're dressing the tree and stuff like that. And then and mom's still bummed out and dad's like, you know, we should have a real Minneapolis Christmas right here. All the kids' friends can come over. They I think they they'd love to be part of a real family Christmas. Whoa. <laughs> what an oh, shotsy Jim. Shots fired at yeah, everybody else's family. Yeah. Burn. Granted everyone else's family is a total fucking mess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> And so they come out and they invite everyone, and everyone's got plans. But they're it is true. Kind of like spend Christmas with incestuous twins. Yeah, like the the parents like our normal family just allow everyone over. Like it seems all like the all, all the all the, all the problems yeah, yeah. end up at the Walsh's house. It's true. Um, Kelly can't do it because her mom is cooking a dinner for the first time ever because she's dating Mel, who's David Silver's dad. Oh yeah, and so that's going on. Donna can't do it because she's going skiing with her family. Dylan can't do it because he's going to visit his dad in jail. Yeah. For Christmas. And they're like, what about Steve? And they're like, oh, yeah, he's uh, looking for his uh, looking for his real mom. So the show and, just. And Jim, the dad, he's like, that's well, I don't know. Was he is he contacted her? Because most parents, if they give up kids. They don't want to be found. Yeah, yeah a lot of people gave him that advice. Yeah, uh, and everybody yeah. seems to be like, oh, we haven't seen him in a couple days, right? And it's like, I don't know, you're searching for your fucking parents. They're not going to be like, here we are. Like, <laughs> they're not going to be waiting for you when you get mm. off the bus. Like, it's no, going to no. take a while. It is going to take a while. Oops, pressed the wrong button. So Uh-oh. Steve is searching for his mom, and he goes to the hospital that he assumes he was born in, and he's under 18, <laughs> so the nun who works there won't help him. And then Steve sulks by a phone, and then the uh-huh. nun changes her because mind. Because nuns only help 18-year-olds. <laughs> How old That's are you? That's actually one of the uh, rules I, I, I can't didn't help you. know. Yeah. I can't help you. Yeah. <clears throat> and then she just is like, changes her mind and gives Steve the, uh, the, uh, the address to where, he was, uh, where she was when she had him. And then we cut back to the peach pit. Brandon is working. A homeless guy comes in, and he asks her a java on the house. And Brandon's like, sure. And then the guy's like, I'm kind of hungry, too. And Brandon's like, I'll see what I can do. And then he goes over to Nat, and he's like, hey, Nat, there's this, uh, you know, hobo over here, and he's hungry. And Nat's like, geez, they're early this year. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, yeah, I open up the uh, peach pit on Christmas Eve and have free food for the homeless. But this is two days before Christmas. I'm like, yeah, I know. The homeless are only hungry at Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is going to ruin yeah. my game of hungry, hungry hobos. Yeah. What do you mean you're hungry today? Yeah. <laughs> this isn't Christmas. <laughs> So uh, they're going to give him some uh, food. And then Brandon's like, oh, you're what? You're open on Christmas? You never told me. He's like, well, you you went home last year. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's fine. Brandon's like, no, no, no. I'll bail on my family and I'll come work for you on Christmas. What? And Nat's What like, an idiot. All right. And I'll- he's like, hey, check this out. And he takes out a Santa costume. And he's like, I'm going to wear this. <laughs> and then In he- my mind, he pulled it out of his pocket. and was like, <laughs> <laughs> check this out. I carry it with me. Yeah. So and- he's going to bail on his family that had everybody else bail on their family. Christmas right. and now he's like I'm actually their family and I'm going to bail on Listen, there. Listen, yeah, and pious. also <laughs> like like again, homeless people could eat 
the day before it's Christmas, true. or true. And there's any other time that there's you all could kinds feed somebody of days they could eat. Yeah. yeah, and probably would like to. Yeah, or you, yeah. You and could that's get not going to interrupt yeah. your plan. They you do give him <laughs> some food though. Okay, because uh, you could get a lot of people to help out and do it every day. <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah. Now the Run homeless guy uh, then is eyeballing. Nat puts down his Santa costume, and the homeless guy's staring at it. And then we cut away. Uh oh. So <laughs> I can't wait to eat, eat that, that Santa, Santa costume. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing. I'm gonna eat that costume. Mm. Is that in your pocket? <laughs> it's no warm. It's, it's no warm. Ooh, I bet mm. it's salty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, cut back to New Mexico. <laughs> Steve takes a cab to the address, but there are no houses there anymore. Frank, let go of my gourd. <laughs> Drain that cat's dragon. Um, and so, so there's no houses that. at that address anymore. There's some sad piano playing. Then back at the Peach Pit, uh, Andrea shows up and wants pie because she's sad. Mm-hmm. Because she doesn't celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah. She doesn't oh, do either. Wait, her family won't do either because she's there. It's a, she's a split family, but because so they just don't do anything. Yeah, okay. Which is a bit of a that sucks. She's that's, like, a, that's, <laughs> a, that's a fucking cop out. Her yeah, parents don't Lazy. care about her. Yeah. yeah, and she's like, I'm feeling hungry. Get me a pie and drape a Santa costume on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Brandon's like, you should come over. And she's like, I don't know. And then Nat's like, Hey, where did my Santa costume go? <laughs> And then <laughs> who ate my Santa? Claus? Yeah, and the homeless guy's like, if you only if you decided to feed me on other days, then maybe I would have <laughs> yeah, to eat exactly. this fucking thing. I wouldn't man. have to eat all your clothing. Uh-uh. And then we cut like to uh, we cut to outside on the street, and uh, we got hobo wearing a Santa costume, ringing his bell, and he's got a sack of stuff. Nice. Yep. And then uh, Brenda is at work trying to do her job, and uh, hobo Claus walks in, <laughs> and the shop owner throws him out, and he's very dejected. He's like, "Well, Mary." Christmas. Oh, and Brenda is sad. The homeless are adorable. Brenda's very sad. And so Steve calls all of the people with the last name Brown in the phone book in New Mexico. Because <laughs> that's the last name of his mom, Karen Brown. Karen Brown. Yeah. And so he's calling everyone and no dice. Uh then uh Dylan shows up at Brenda's work and he's just he's got commentary, man, about how nobody remembers what Christmas is all about. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Fucking shut up, Dylan. Yeah. You're the worst. Shut up, And Dylan. we've been really talking about how old, old Andrea is, but Dylan's pretty old, too. He <laughs> yeah. looks like Dylan's been walking in like a sandstorm for a while. <laughs> yeah. Spaces, yeah. Anyway. Hey, guys. I'm weathered. <laughs> yeah. The Simpsons joke about him where he smiles and all yeah. the wrinkles, like, that's not a joke. No, no. no. <laughs> that's just an animated representation of what he actually <laughs> looks like on this show. Um, he gives Brenda a present, and it's half a heart on a chain, and he keeps the other half. Uh, then we come back to New Mexico, and Steve keeps calling, and then some guy hangs up on him. Steve's like, what the? And he circles the guy's address. I'm like, yeah, oh, that's no. the one. Uh, <laughs> so then we come back. Hey, wait. This guy doesn't want to talk to me. <laughs> Maybe he's my adopted parent. <laughs> um, Kelly is cooking with her mom, and they're both terrible at it. Uh, Mom tells Kelly how happy she is with Mel, and they're just excited about Christmas dinner with him and David. Then the doorbell rings, and it's Mel, and he's early, and he's brought flowers, but he's done that because he and David aren't coming over for Christmas dinner tonight. They're going to go spend it with his wife, uh, who he's not divorced from yet, because she really wants David at home for Christmas. And Jackie, that's Kelly's mom, is pissed and lets him have it, tells him to get out. Sharon uh-huh. and Kelly hug and they're sad. Wait, is it New Year? Is it New Year's? Is it Christmas Eve here? Yeah. 
Way to wait till last minute to tell your fucking girlfriend that you're going to your ex-wife's house for Not Christmas. even ex. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, we're not divorced. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and also, she still has a sweet can. <laughs> so, so, something might happen. The address that Steve circled is a place called Brown's Cafe, and uh, <laughs> he goes there, and the guy who owns it is Steve's mom's father. Uh, and they go to talk, oh. and we cut away. And then we cut to Kelly uh, telling Brenda about uh, her mom and Mel, and Brenda's like, come have dinner uh, at our place, and Kelly's like, that's great. Mm-hmm. And then Hobo Santa comes back and gets thrown out again. And again, he's like, Merry and then we've got Brandon goes to visit Emily in the hospital. Remember Emily? Oh, so they're not going to just drop her. Left her behind. So he goes to visit her. He gives her a present. He gives her his favorite shirt. No, he tried to steal in that episode, and he's like, you know what? You can have it. You seem to like it so much. Yeah, I know that you're trying to get healthy and uh, get past our destructive relationship, but I thought I'd give you something to wear to remember it. Yeah, (laughs) it still uh, (laughs) still smells like me. (laughs) Ain't a little like my sister. Get over me Uh, if you can. (laughs) (laughs) Here you go. I dare you to get over me. (laughs) You weird obsessive nutcase. (laughs) No. Brandon, uh, you piece of shit. Uh, such an asshole. Then uh, what do we got here? David drops by and visits Kelly, and she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, look, I, it's, I can't control my dad, and I wanted yeah. to give you a gift. And they're kind of talking, and she's like, so what is it anyway? He's like, don't open it in front of your mom. She's like, why? He's like, because it vibrates. And what? then he's like, I'm kidding. And I'm like, whoa. That's not. It's <laughs> just a dildo. <laughs> it's not a vibrator. <laughs> Crazy kid. So, um, Steve is then talking to Al, who's his mom's dad, and uh, he's like, why did she not want me? And he's like, well, she was really young, and she wanted you to have a good home, and it looks like you got a good home. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, well, how can I talk to her? I want to go meet her. And he's like, you can't. She died in a, in a car crash, Steve. A real bad one. Sounds Steve's like somebody's like, no. lying to Steve. Yeah. No, no. And then back at the Walsh house. Dad's playing some keyboards. Awesome. <laughs> Sorry, finally. hold on. Can we go back to uh, uh, she died in a car crash, a real bad one? <laughs> he, he, he had to mention how bad it was. Well, it, it, as it, opposed it, it, to uh, she died <laughs> in a very mild car crash. <laughs> she really shouldn't have died in it. <laughs> no, it was ah, a fender bender yeah. at the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody scraped or the door. <laughs> Somebody she keyed the door. <laughs> she freaked out. <laughs> massive coronary. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're back at the Wallace house. Dad's playing keyboards. Oh, man, he's Steve's, rocking it Steve's out mom shows up, and she's looking for Steve. And in she's now put out a places. missing persons report because she has no idea where he is. And uh, He told her where he was going. Yeah, New Mexico. Yeah. That's a little vague, though. Yeah, and she was like, don't go. And he was like, I'm going. So she has to accept the fact that, I mean, yeah, he's going to take call. a couple of days. Yeah. But it's yeah. Christmas Eve, and she's, you know, worried. Uh, so then we cut back, and Steve is visiting his mom's grave, and he asks Al, will you be my grandpa, and I will write you letters, and yeah. maybe you'll visit me in L.A. And the guy's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if I say this, will you leave? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm going to I'm gonna say okay under the pretense that this will all fizzle out, and I won't actually <laughs> have, have to, to do, do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, what do we got? We cut back to Brenda leaving her work at her fancy boutique. 
and and Hobo Santa is being hassled by the cops. Brenda stands up for him and then is like, "Hey, why don't you come to my house for dinner?" Oh God! <laughs> and he's like, "Wonderful." <laughs> Not to mention the fact that, like, he stole the Santa costume. Is it just okay that that he stole it because he's homeless? Uh, it's Christmas, Casey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, All listen, right. Come on. That's fine. Brenda's doing a good thing here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so she gets home with Santa, and mom and dad are like, uh, "What the fuck? <laughs> what did you?" Uh... She's like, "Come on. He has nowhere to go." She's, yeah. You know, and they're like, "Ugh." And then uh, Kelly and her mom show up, and it turns out that Brenda forgot to tell her parents that he, she had told them they could come over for dinner. And then they're like, fine, they can stay. And so can Hobo Santa. Yeah. And uh, Did anybody else bring a homeless? Yeah. And then Steve charters a, a plane home from a guy who looks like Santa. And also, I think, is the same actor who's playing the Hobo Santa. Oh. Mm-hmm. And old oh, dual role action. Yeah, I was like, that's a little weird. What's going on here? And then... Uh, then we're, this is set, uh, setting up for a fantastic reveal. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, totally. They're sitting around eating, and uh, Dad's like, "Hey, Hobo Santa, can I take your sack for you?" And he's like, "No, no, no, no. I'll be keeping that. Thank you." And uh, then uh, Andrea shows up, and she's going to have her first Christmas dinner. Whoa! Uh, Dylan's everyone's uh, showing at, up at, at the jail, seeing his dad, and there's a, a Santa there too that seems very similar to this one. Oh, uh, this guy's the real Santa. Going on? Yeah, one of them is the like, real Santa. Uh, and then uh, listen, I just want to say if the, if this ends with like somebody being a real Santa, and they're yeah. all like, "What?" Yeah. I will fucking lose my shit. <laughs> oh my god, you guys! Uh, Steve's mom is the real Santa. If in the re- if in the reality that we are supposed to believe of Beverly Hills 90210, there is an episode where they witness the real live Santa, <laughs> I will fucking freak out. <laughs> I'm saying. Yep. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, the only yeah. thing better is if the real Santa turns out to be Dougie. Dougie. Dougie Claus. Dougie Claus. I brought you all guns. <laughs> <laughs> you got to wear these hats, too. <laughs> um, so Dylan's at the jail, and his dad comes out, and his dad is the dad from the Hogan family. Or, oh, oh, no or, way. Or Days of Our Lives. Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's like, hey, what are you doing oh, here? And Dylan's like, you, play you know, I thought about all those times on Christmas when you were like windsurfing with like broads and stuff. <laughs> and I was alone. I was like, I wanted to leave you alone, but I couldn't leave you hanging on Christmas. Man. Ooh. Uh, and uh, then his, and he's like, so I brought, they both I brought to each other like this. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, so I brought some dinner and I thought we'd have dinner together. Yeah. And his dad's like, hey, kiddo, don't you got a girlfriend? And he's like, yeah. He's like, go see her. And I'm thinking. Hey man, you're in jail and you didn't spend any time with your kid, and he's come to see you. Yeah, you know, take a half hour yeah. to eat. Yeah, and then he can go see his girlfriend. Don't tell him to fuck off. It's like six p.m. guy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a girlfriend? What do you yeah. see her like every day? <laughs> you see me never. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These visiting hours are very limited. Hey, yeah. go. <laughs> I so, insist you go tap that ass, son. Um, then back at the Walsh house, Hobo Santa is handing out gifts from his sack for everyone. And they're all really expensive shit from like Tiffany's oh, and stuff like that. And, stolen. Uh, and and Brenda's like, oh, cool. Look, Dad. <laughs> Fucking Hot. Santa gave they're me like, these diamonds from Tiffany. Yeah. And Dad's like, I don't think we can keep these. And she's like, why? I'm like, you're an <laughs> idiot. They fell and off then, a truck, uh, he said. Yeah. Cindy, the mom, she's like, I'm going to go count the silver. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, the doorbell rings, and Mel and David show up, and Mel apologizes to Jackie, and he never went to his ex-wife's house at all, and was just like, I don't know what to do, and I love you. And they kiss. Aww. And uh, they're all happy again. Yeah. I just exited out of my notes. Where am I? Okay, then Donna shows up, too, and she's like, there was no snow, so we came home, and I ditched my parents and came here. Because yeah. <clears throat> she's alone. Yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, uh, Cindy yells for Jim to come upstairs, and she's like, he stole my engagement ring. Oh. Jewelry's gone. And he's like, hold your horses. I took it in to get it all fixed up for Okay, you. right. Yeah, and she's like, oh, well, you know what? Let's just let's just believe in Christmas then and go down and enjoy our time with the hobo <laughs> who's in our living room who in has a soiled Santa's outfit. Diamonds and shit. Yeah. Um, so, uh, where I'm holding out for real Santa, I guess. Then we cut to Steve's <laughs> yeah. house. Steve's mom gets home, and she finds Steve is at home watching Miracle on 54th Street by himself upstairs, and they hug and stuff, and he's like, I'm sorry. I just had to find out uh, what who happens my at the end of this movie. <laughs> I had to find out who my real mom was. And yeah. she's like, and did you? And he's like, yeah, she's beautiful and thoughtful and caring and has been there for me my whole life. It's you. You're my real mom, mom. And they hug, and it's wonderful. Oh. Uh, can I, Can I? sorry, to j- yeah, just no, please. and I hate to be the guy no. who called you on something. Yeah. Miracle on 54th Street. Is that the one where Santa goes to the disco? <laughs> I feel like he does a bunch of coke and fucks Liberace. <laughs> <and> just... <laughs> it's the director's gut. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and anywhere, where are we? Okay, so then we cut back to the Walsh house and Donna is sitting on Hobo Santa's lap. Oh, Man, <laughs> telling her what she wants for Christmas. Donna is like, sitting on the hobo's lap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and she's like, and it's and my birthday is actually on Christmas, and so I never get proper birthday parties or Christmas parties or anything. <laughs> and they all sing. <laughs> I'm a mess of a human being. Yeah. Why does she all, get, So they all sing happy birthday to Donna. Why doesn't she get proper Christmas parties if it's her birthday? <laughs> I don't know because she's meathead. <laughs> They're like, your birthday's on Christmas, so we're throwing everything out the window, including yeah. our Christmas plans. <laughs> she's like, people give me a Christmas present. They they say it's a birthday present and how do you know? <laughs> how do you know? <laughs> <laughs> Meathead. Uh, be happy people talk to you and then at all. Dylan shows up and he's like, hey babe. And uh, then Andrea sits on the hobo's lap and she wants a computer. And then Santa tells the hobo Santa tells him all the story. Yeah. He's like, I had forgotten what Christmas meant because for, for 40 years Mrs. Claus and I lived in a big house with many elves oh boy. and then the elves grew up and moved out and had elves of their own <laughs> and then one day Mrs. Claus died and now, I thought Christmas was dead until I, I met jacks. you Brenda <laughs> until I met you Brenda what you reminded me what Christmas was all about <laughs> now and then the doorbell rings the doorbell rings again and now it's Nat and for and a bunch of people and they sing Christmas carols and they all sing along and then Nat says to Brandon hey by the way I found my Christmas my Santa costume the busboy put it under the bar uh, bu- bu- yeah. oh. and uh, then Brandon sneaks out the Ooh, door while dad really? plays more keyboards and Brandon makes fake snow come down by the window so mom is happy and Steve and his mom show up and they all go inside and think how wonderful Christmas is the end so it's just implied that that's Santa. Right. What, ra- what wraps up with that? So they think that he has all this, they're like, he has all these really expensive gifts. Yeah. And then they they realize that they don't know what happened to the original suit. So who is this guy? And then they just don't like yeah, deal with it. Just because yeah. he doesn't have her engagement ring doesn't mean he didn't steal all yeah, that other that's shit. All that, that shit's all from Tiffany's and stuff and the store that Brenda works at. Yeah, he just jacks things from like she, yeah, Tiffany's She even says, like, oh, we, we sell all the stuff at the store I work at. We just had a bunch of this stuff 
stuff stolen. Isn't that a weird coincidence? Yeah, like I like how they're trying to set it up like, and but I found that Santa suit, so I don't know. And then, yeah. but like in reality, he's just a guy who stole stuff. They don't yeah. actually wrap it up with no, him no. being Santa. Like so. at all. Do, wait, does he fly away? No, no, oh. nothing. So at the it, end of the episode, they're just like, let's allow it. So he leaves and doesn't steal all our stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. we're scared yeah. now. Just get him <laughs> just out of go here. go along don't with it. <laughs> yeah. And get the yeah. filthy transient out of our house. Wow. So I would have to say there's a fail on this episode. Of What's the theme? What Mo- we- finding the mother? What's- what? Finding mom and, and is Santa real? Okay. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, turns out there's no Santa. He's just a crazy guy right. that stole lots of stuff. Now that episode I'd be down with. Yeah. And then Brenda learned something about bringing hobos yeah home. and brandon's yeah, yeah. like we gotta write about it for the newspaper yeah. and also i was like hey wait a minute what's brandon doing at home he told nat he was gonna go work at the peach pit yeah yeah what's nat just, doing they're singing did he yeah. just lose interest i guess so like you know the hobos were here two days early so you know what christmas is canceled you fucking <laughs> yeah yeah or he's like the Get one the fuck out of my peach pit <laughs> Or is he just like, well, the one's going to come to your house, so I'll just close down. Yeah. He's, he's really he's the only eating. hobo we feed on yeah. Christmas. We don't anyway. allow any other ones in, <laughs> just the regular. Them? Yeah. yeah, there you go. All right. All right. Well, I'm up next week. That's a fail this week on the Christmas special. I think so. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I feel like if there was anything to be learned, it was muddled. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, I don't even know if like the meaning of Christmas wasn't really learned, and the mm. mother thing seemed to be just yeah. kind of wrapped up. Yeah. Seems like a lot of wheel spinning. Well, I mean, Steve did gain a sort of uh, half-hearted grandpa. Yeah. Right. Who may or may not care about him. Yeah. <laughs> and will probably never be in any of the episodes ever again. That's, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were just kind of like, we need 90 minutes to fill in this Christmas break. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of just like, this is nothing is happening. Yeah. <laughs> Steve had a payphone again. Uh, <laughs> garbage. Um. All right, fail. I think we can say it. <laughs> Uh, next week I will be up, and then Casey the week after that. So and then tune me again, in. yeah, and then me again, and then you again, then Casey uh, after then me that. again. <laughs> <laughs> so tune in next Wait, week. What's gonna happen after that, though? Oh uh, man, it's, it's up in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, tune in next week for more Beverly Hills nine hundred two one. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and that is the end of episode one hundred forty eight of See You Next Wednesday. You can find us online at modernsuperior.com. You're gonna want to go to modernsuperior.com so that you can see the first episode of Super Zero podcast uh, with Matt Brown and Leah Miller. You can find that on modernsuperior.com on January twenty ninth, and uh, uh, let's scare Matthew Price to death coming soon but mm-hmm. otherwise more see you next wednesday more time bandits uh do over having a new has a new episode uh two turntables and a bottle of wine has lots up there for you to listen to drink along tons of stuff so hit modernsuperior.com up but otherwise you can follow us on social media at facebook.com slash s-y-n-w-p-c and you can go to Twitter and tweet at us at SYNWPC. And you can also email us any of your thoughts, opinions, and praises or constructive criticisms at info at modernsuperior.com. Mm-hmm. And as always, see you next Wednesday. Got real somber for that one. <laughs> yeah. As always, see you next, next Wednesday. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Straight cash. <laughs> wait, wait, yeah. I don't, I, I, here, this is how we should end the episode. I got it for you. Oh, you didn't think uh, limp into the gate like <laughs> yeah, we no, just no. did was good enough? It was yeah, really you didn't nice. Think stumbling. Uh, <laughs> I think this is truly the only way to say goodbye.
Santa's homeless. <laughs> See you next Wednesday. <laughs> Straight cash, homies. <laughs> presentation of the Modern Superior Media Network. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.